Welcome to a Father's Day edition of Real Chronicles brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David, and I am joined with... It's Lewis again. Happy Father's Day, Lou. How you doing today? Thank you very much. We got the whole crew today. And back from Vegas after losing tons of money. <laughs> I didn't lose any money. Hey, it's guys. <laughs> I actually won $200. You won $200 on what? Poker. Very good. You yeah, know, it's funny. Bad. Every time I go to Atlantic City, I never have the balls to play poker because I'm like, ah, I have a feeling I'm just going to like go all in on some stupid hand. <laughs> I have like pairs of twos and I'm like bankrupt myself on that one hand. Good shit, though. Yeah, I was pretty excited. Uh, it, it was funny, too, because like I actually was down. And I was like, oh, I should probably get up. And I'm like, no, I'll do it one more time. And one more time was what worked. And then she tried to get me to stay there after I like won the money. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need this. $200 go. No, that's good. <laughs> that probably comped your weekend, right? For the most yep. part. It was good. That's good. That's good. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Thank welcome you. back. So this week we're going we're going to cover our top 10 directors and a few news and notes on the on the week. Now, before we get started on the news and notes, last week we covered remix and G, you said you wanted to share your 10 Oh, you got a list? Picks real quick. Uh yes. Did you did you happen to did you happen to uh, hear our list last week? Because I know you were in Vegas, so I'm not sure if you got a chance to hear. Uh, no, I didn't get to. I was in Vegas, and then I came back to a your fun, lot of work. Your fun fact. <laughs> your fun fact. I'm sure you didn't know this. Uh, did you know Heat was a remake? No, I didn't. Yep. <laughs> so is. that the, yeah, that made my number two. So I figured well, you I, would like that one. Yeah, I do. I didn't know. I first didn't know that though. Yes, sir. All right, so let's go. Let's hear your, your ten real quick. What? Give what, it to us. Let's. Okay, there are a few horror movies on here, just so you know. Yeah, same with us. So, right, we, so. Oh, actually, before we get to your list, Lou actually had uh, yes. Lou actually had Rob Zombie's Halloween on the list. As best. Oh, what? Like on your really? On my best, it was number. It was number nine on my best. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I said last week, I didn't. I, I didn't find the backstory to be that bad i actually thought it added a little bit to the character so i wasn't mad at it uh, we, actually, we actually got into like this whole like conversation about uh, rob zombie after that like is he really that bad like i don't think you... he's that bad i mean it he's made one good movie wait 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 which one devil's rejects is the only you, thing i like you don't like you don't like house of thousand corpses no i hate it oh i actually like <laughs> i actually liked it a good amount what was, I... the, what was the other parts of that the double double rejects. That's his best movie for sure. I actually saw it like a year or two ago. Um, the whole, the what's the Lords of Salem? Is it that one? I haven't seen that one yet, but I've been wanting yeah. to. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's it's not. That it looks good. just like House of a Thousand Corpses. It's really slow paced and not in a good way. Oh man! So I was just like, by the end of it, I was like, yeah, he really loves his wife in these movies. <laughs> That's the only way she stays employed. Yeah, seriously. All right, but going back, going to your list, Gene. Let's let's count that ten down real quick. What do you have at number ten? All right, I have the. Uh, you might disagree with this one, but I actually like the movie a lot. I have the remake of the Manchurian Candidate on here. Oh, I with, I, Denzel, I, with Denzel Washington and uh, Meryl Streep. I don't like it too much. It's fine, but I, I've always like really like. I I thought it was like a lot better than I think because I went in with like super low expectations when I went to go see it, and uh, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I, like uh, Leah Schreiber is really good in it. I just like the actors too. All right, and what do, what do you have as your worst on number ten? Uh, my worst. Let me switch over real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I have the Wicker Man. That's actually mm. a little bit higher on my list of 
We were actually awesome. talking about that scene at the end with my eyes. Oh, my, my eyes. eyes. Yeah, it's so bad. It actually should have been. Maybe it should have been higher, but like, I don't know. I, I was, it was number three for me. It's, it's still pretty god awful. Yeah, it's terrible. All right. Then number nine, I have the Dawn of the Dead remake. As best or worse? Best. Okay, oh. cool. Yeah, we were we, that, that that's uh, on Lewis's list. Lewis's yeah. list as well. It, it, you know, I that's why I think I still have hope in Zack Snyder just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because we look at Zack Snyder and we know how terrible he is, but like we always go back to like Dawn of the Dead and we're like, oh, this you know there is hope. So, yeah, I, I there think it's safe to say he didn't make anybody's list this week. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> no. if Lou, if he's on your list, <laughs> I, I I love you. It's Father's Day, but I don't care. I will unleash if, if Zack Snyder's on your list. We'll get there when we get there. Number one. Zack Snyder's number one. <laughs> all right. So number nine, where's I have Rollerball. It's a movie I've only seen once. I, <laughs> that was close to making my list. Did you Did you know that it became like a Spike TV show or something like that? Or like a yeah. TNN. It was TNN at the time. Yeah, yeah. Roller Derby it's or something roll, like that. It's Rollerball. so bad. Yeah, so I think it's... It's probably something Jen would like, though. Uh, you know what? I can see that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely a Jen movie. So number yeah. number nine worse is Rollerball. What, what about number eight? Okay, number eight best. Uh, I have Cape Fear. With, uh, Shit, that's a great one, and I didn't even yeah, think of it on I'll my list. That one. Uh, I actually uh, just recently watched it again last week with a couple of friends. and oh, uh, They were just like. Uh, like a few of them had never seen it, and they were just massively like creeped out by Robert De Niro. They like, they had no idea he could be that like creepy. <laughs> like one of my friends was like, I don't know if I could ever look at him the same way again. And I know this movie's old, but like, yeah, it totally surprised them. Would that and be, it still holds up really well too. Would that be De Niro's last really solid performance? I can't remember after that. Well, he did. Well, well Silver Linings Silver Linings so, like, Playbook was really he was good in Silver Linings too. I. Can't, he, yeah. did, he did meet the Fockers. Come on. Uh, he, he was fine. <laughs> he was De Niro. Meet the Parents is funny. Though. No, meet the, I do like Meet the Parents. So. There's some classic, some classic lines in that one. Yeah, they are. All right. What about worse for number eight? Uh, number eight worse, I have uh, The Invasion with Nicole Kidman. Oh, that almost made oh. my worse last week. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That's because it's pretty bad, and there's like not a lot goes on. It's like not only is it bad, but it's boring. Like, it's not interesting at all. No, it's not. Like, they don't even attempt to do anything interesting with it. It's just kind of there. That's fun. Have you seen it? <laughs> uh, I saw it once, but I, so I vaguely remember, so I didn't want to throw it on my list because of that. Yeah, just watch the body snatches. Yeah, that's all you need to do. And all where right. we got? Herbs. Number seven. I haven't heard the fly yet. I hope it's higher on your list. Oh, yeah, there's number seven. I have uh, Insomnia. Insomnia is a remake. Of a Norwegian film, yeah. From wow, that's a good, that's a that's a good catch there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Great movie. That's almost like your heat catch. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's a great film. I love. Uh, Insomnia is good. You know what sucks though? I feel like in Christopher Nolan's like filmography, it gets kind of like like pushed aside. Like no one really mentions. I mean, it, it it did well when it came out. It got good reviews when it came out, but it was no a second. Really it, about it. And it was a second film at the time, so. He was still up and yeah. coming, and so it's kind of like the the middle child of, of all his films, and you're just like, oh yeah, he made Insomnia, so yeah. Like I've had I've had people be like, like had no idea he made made it at all. But like, it's very Nolan-ish, though. I feel. Oh yeah, so, yeah, totally. It's completely. You you watch like, that film, and you're like, yeah, that's definitely a Christopher Nolan film. 
All right. Sure. What what are you doing for number seven worse? Uh, I have Clash of the Titans. <laughs> yeah, that actually was my number seven as well. Uh, I don't even know why I, I saw it. I knew it was gonna be bad. I, I I have a couple of friends that like love movies like that, and I'm always the one getting us to go to the movies. So whenever they're like, "Oh, we have to see this. Come on, we see all this stuff for you," I'm like, "All right." I'll did you happen to Did you happen to see the sequel? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I learned I learned uh, my lesson the first time around. I wasn't gonna. That was a we were we were discussing last week. That was around the time where Sam Worthington seemed to be like the lead in everything yeah that wasn't working well, at all to make him a thing <laughs> yeah that wasn't working it made... they tried it, like it's i don't know it was pretty he had a he had like one what really good i mean not even a good movie never mind i take that back what were you gonna I'm, say i was gonna say avatar <laughs> like no 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 i'm taking that back no you you well yeah, we discussed that who said it was good but it wasn't because of him I, had, I don't think avatar is that good I thought it was good. I think Avatar is is a very generic movie. Me, me, like we're gonna discuss this one day in terms of being overrated top tens and stuff. But I think, uh, to I think guys is number one would probably be Titanic, and mine would be Avatar. So I James Cameron Avatar, just sweeping. The, I think Avatar is extremely overrated. Okay, it is very overrated and boring. I think Avatar. It's, it's basically Ferngully. They remade it. Did you just say it's Ferngully? Yeah, it's basically the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Jen, like, Jen, Jen <laughs> wants to happened. chime in. What did, what did you say? It's Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Yeah, yeah. There That's what go. Avatar is. Avatar <laughs> is a soft remake of that. <laughs> and Titanic is what, G? Oh, just god awful. Just I can't believe it. I, I, I don't want to say I hate it because I do like the score. See, the movie. See, I, I don't and feel last that. Last hour is decent. The movie's, I don't think the movie's bad. I just think the movie has is wrongly critically acclaimed. It's a solid B minus movie to me. Like a five. A five? <laughs> yeah, damn, that's really low for you. It's pretty bad. I, I mean, I, and that's all from the last hour. <laughs> all right, we'll definitely get there one day. And then going to your number six. Uh, this is six best, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I got the thing. Great. Mine's a little higher, but we both have a we probably feel the same way with that. I would. Yeah, I would say it's John Carpenter. I mean, I love I love the fog. But I think it's his second best movie. Yep, I said yep. the same thing last week. Oh, uh, kind of crazy that it didn't do all that well when it came out, but found like its life later when it do, came out on home video and stuff. Yeah, Carpenter, do you like They Live? Uh, yeah, I think all it's right. all right. It's not like great, but I like it. I actually prefer. You're gonna you probably get me on this one. I actually prefer it over the fog. What? Yeah, oh. I'm yeah. Oh, man. The fog gets better every time I, I watch it. I think I'd rather watch the fog. The uh, Tom, the Tom Welling one, right? Oh, the Tom Welling one's on my other list. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you've no. seen that? Yeah, I have. You like it? Nah, no. It's so. I think Lewis wants to say yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's too. It's too early for this tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll even give credit to. Uh, I mean, it's on my best list, but I actually didn't mind the. The remake of the thing that came out like a few years ago. You know, that's a prequel, right? Or a prequel, whatever. Uh, yeah. So it, yeah, I said the same thing. I thought I thought it was a remake. Yeah, we were talking about that last week because Lou saw it. And he said the same thing that he did. He liked it. Yeah, I liked it. So I have to get on that because I have not seen that. Is it? And Lou said it's pretty much the same thing as the thing, just with a different set of characters, better graphics, better graphics. Yeah, but yeah, but they actually handled it pretty well. I mean, I I thought it was going to be kind of terrible, but it's it's good. Yeah, it kind of same feels. All right. I like the girl, too. I always forget her name. I think it's like Mary Elizabeth 
Winstead, I think. She's elite. I always like her whenever she pops up and stuff. All right. All right. G, what's your number six worse? Uh, Planet of the Apes, 2001. That's so low. I thought it would be a lot higher on your list. Because no, it ah, it's, it's hard to like fully dog on Tim Burton. <laughs> 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 like fully. I mean, like it, it's just not good, though. There's nothing good about that. It actually was num- my number two. It was so bad. I'm like, I mean, like it's like technically well made, I guess. I give it that. There's, there's, technically yeah. well made. It's like you know, there's like it has good technical aspects. Like it looks good. <laughs> it's like a move. It's a movie that Tim Burton seemed to have full control over, and the studio said, "Just do what the hell you want," even though it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I, think the, I think the studio is the ones that are responsible. Yeah. but I think the studio is the ones responsible for the ending, though. I think Tim Burton said that. That I I. That's a Tim Burton ending if I've ever seen really? one. Yeah, oh, I he, think he's so. blaming the studio, so it's the blame game all over that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, G. Hit uh, your uh, Mark Wahlberg actually recently said that <laughs> he didn't say it was bad. He just said it was lacking, which I guess is his own which way of saying. Bad. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I wonder what he has to say about the happening. Man, he never talks about the happening. I've been I've been wanting him, him or Zoe Deschanel or whoever else would have the balls to speak up and say that it was an awful movie. That, that was, yeah, maybe that was... John Leguizamo will because he was in it. Man. If anybody would, it'll be John was on. Yeah, absolutely. He gives no shits. No. Nope. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> All right, going into your top five, G. What's your top five best and worst? All right, top five. We got Ocean's Eleven at number five. Awesome, loved it. Great. Uh, I mean, it, there's not anything bad you can say about it. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, uh, I've, I've always felt with the first time I watched it, and I saw how they got away with it at the end. I'm like, wow, that's really creative. Right. So. And it's cool too because like all those people being in that movie, you can like they could easily just kind of slum it. Like it's George Clooney, it's Brad Pitt. Like they don't really need to like give it their one hundred percent, but they do. Even like people in the smaller parts, like even Julia Roberts is just fine in her like kind of limited role in it. Like everyone does a solid job, and they have really good chemistry. And like you said, I love how the whole heist thing kind of plays out. And we got a whole trilogy out of it, so that's a good thing. And they're not even uh, the sequels aren't bad either. I mean, they're not as good as the first one, but I think we discussed this before. But I prefer eleven, thirteen, twelve. Twelve is my least favorite out of the three. Yeah, I like twelve. I'm I'm the only one that liked the stupid Julia Roberts. She looks like Julia Roberts joke. Yeah, was... you're yeah. like clearly, yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed. I was like, this is funny. <laughs> I remember my friends looking at me like, it's not that funny, bro. <laughs> like, All I right, was. what's your five number five worst? Uh, I got uh, Guess Who with... Uh, oh, my God. Ash- That's a deep cut, G. I have not seen that movie in years. Is that the one yeah. with Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac and uh, Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yes, that, that movie a, is that terrible. And I don't know who thought it was a good idea. The only uh, fun fact that I have personally is that... Uh, is that a remake? Just curious. Is that a remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Coming to dinner. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know is, who idea was to like, remake that, but make it a comedy. <laughs> oh, that's terrible! With yeah. The worst pairing in film history. Those two had no chemistry on screen. The only cool thing is that they, uh, the restaurant I used to work at back in the day, like a long time ago, they filmed some of it there. So who was um who was the female lead in that? Oh, why am I blanking? Right I now? can't remember her name. About to find out now. It's someone significant too. Was it Zoe Zel? I think it's Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. It was Zoe Zaldana. That's, it, is, it is, yeah. That was that was before Drumline. No, that was after Drumline. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you, you were talking about guilty pleasures weeks ago, uh-huh. and you said Drumline's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. 
Dude, it's like a 90 or 80 something percent on Ryan Tomato certified. Yeah, but nobody nobody respects the movie though. I've I've seen it. Yeah, but nobody like gives it like oh, Yeah, yeah. Movie. That's, that's a... why my guilty pleasures. Man, oh. I've heard I've heard Zoe Zaldana talk about Crossroads and I've never heard her talk about Drumlight. Crossroads? <laughs> Is that the Britney Spears movie? Yeah, she's in Crossroads. That's fine. She's one of the, she's one of the main girls. That's and funny. she always she's talked about it fondly so it was great. Love working Nick, with her. I've Nick never Cannon, heard Nick Cannon has some low key okay movies. Okay movies. What I've else? Never, no, I uh, miss Drumline. Drumline, <laughs> Love Don't Cost a Thing. I don't like Love uh, Don't Cost a Thing. Underclassman kind of sneaks in there. What about, uh, was he in State Property? He was not in State Property. <laughs> that would be a horrible casting <laughs> for that movie. He's in, uh, you know what? He's in Bobby. I like that movie. I love Bobby. Anything with the, any movie revol- revolving around the, is that the Kennedy one, right? Yeah. Like yeah everybody any movie the revolving around the Kennedys, I'm, I'm all in for. <laughs> like every actor in, in SAG is in it. Seriously. All right, G. What, I don't mean the got them all together, but. Go, what's your number four best? Uh, the Fly. All right. Yeah. Uh, still grosses me out, though. It's hard for me to watch it still. It's When he's finally fully transformed, it's one of the grossest, most beautiful use of, like, makeup and costume oh, and yeah. everything. It was fantastic. It was pretty have, slimy. Have you seen the sequel? No, I actually I, never have. I have yet to find anyone that's seen the sequel. I'm, I, I know it's terrible. I'm just dying to see it. Because apparently how the sequel works is that she's impregnated at the end, and then she has a sequel at the and dies in the beginning of the sequel. Uh, like, she has a baby and dies in the beginning of the sequel, and then it just takes off from there, and then the kid is, like, infected or some bullshit like that. Uh, yeah, sounds, sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, you uh, Another fun uh, Lori story. Uh, is, Lo- is Lori our boys in the hood friend? Yeah, boys in the hood girl. All right, boys, uh, boys so in the hood, Lori. We're watching The Fly like a year ago. It's like completely quiet, and then like yeah, everyone's kind of like freaking out to the gross stuff. And then she's like looking at it, and she's just like, I swear, like only we would stay with someone like him. And I was like, what do you mean we? And she's like, oh, white girl. <laughs> <laughs> that, that delivery is priceless. <laughs> only stay with someone like. That. Shout out to Lori. Shout she's out a, to she's Lori. She's a friend of the show. I was like, that's true. That is you got, very true. I think one week you should get her on and she should tell these stories on her own. We'll have yeah, a segment yeah, just for her. She, she, some goop. she she has some gems for real. <laughs> we should re- I actually have a recommendation for her. She should watch Belly and Belly Two. Belly and Belly Two. Yes. Give back to back? Back to back. Okay. So See what a she good movie and a bad movie back to back. Well, I don't like Belly. I think you don't like Belly I think Belly is terrible. I thought it was, thought it was fine. Be bad. <laughs> you like Belly G? No, I don't, I don't like it. Oh, no. okay. Uh, but to be fair, I've only seen it once, and it was like a back of the day. I saw that you got Juice. Has Jen watched Juice yet? She has not watched. She has juice. not watched Juice yet. <laughs> yeah, bad. I bought it. Yeah, they, they, they just recently bought Juice, and Jen is. I mean, I've to seen it. it. I've just got the 25th anniversary version of it. You should have got it for uh, for Tupac. I loved how it. like All Eyes on Me came out, and every hood movie ever made was re released. Yep, every hood movie I with him it. in it. We went to we went to Walmart yesterday. We were in PA down for a drive-in, and there was a section at Walmart with just hood movies, and it's like <laughs> all of them gave out free tickets to all eyes on me. Of course, that's pretty smart though. I know you should see some of the lists of those movies that were in that uh, on that section. Was Above the Rim over there? No, I actually love Above the Rim. You know, what's funny? Po- there was Justice. No, no Tupac movie was no in that Tupac section. Movie. Not one. Wow. <laughs> Not the irony. The very big irony. Uh, all right, G. What's your number four worst? 
Uh, it's a movie called Swept Away with Madonna. Don't ask me why I've seen I, it. Oh, I've never, God, heard, I've never heard, I've of heard of it. I've never heard of it. She was horrible. It's, pretty, it's a remake of an Italian film, and it this is when she was married to Guy Ritchie. And yeah, I guess he directed she, it, right? You know, I want, yeah. He, I guess she was like, I want to be in the movie, and you got to direct it. And I, you can just tell that it this wasn't his idea. He didn't want to do it. It was probably one of her favorite movies, and she's like, I want to do it myself. And he probably was like, all right. And it's pretty bad. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, right. you don't. You actually don't need to see it unless you just want to rip something apart. All right, <laughs> top three time. What's your number three? All right, I got uh, Scarface. Uh, same thing with me. It was my number three as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it's like. So I have a friend that actually doesn't think it should be regarded as like a classic or anything like that. What? But yeah, like like in the same vein, like because he says that some people talk about the, they'll mention like The Godfather and then like Scarface and like they're not. No, they're not on the same level at all. Level. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a great movie. I think it's I'll, great as well. I just, I just, even Michelle and Michelle Pfeiffer too. Also, nothing beats Michelle Pfeiffer and Al Pacino dancing at the club. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the best dance moves ever. Pacino's just jumping. The greatest. And then Michelle Pfeiffer is just like moving her hands in the air. <laughs> Absolutely love that scene. And the music in Scarface is fantastic. It oh, is. Yeah. It's really good. All right, your number three worst. Uh, number three worst. Pull it up again. Sorry. Oh, Footloose. Oh, oh I've never. I haven't God. seen the remake. No, uh, you, you don't want to. This is this is also when they were trying to make Julianne Huff a thing after she was on Dancing with the Stars and it didn't work out because she was in that and she's also in Rock of Ages, which is also terrible. Awful. But yeah, it's so bad. And I actually like the original Footloose. I think it's great. I actually like Rock of Ages. <laughs> Oh God, it's so bad. It's really not that bad. I, it follows I mean, I the Broadway the, musical pretty I well, I think. It, for like doing something different, because he just he never really done anything like that before. Was but Tom, other than that, was Tom oh. Cruise in? Tom Cruise was the lead in that. In uh, Rock of Ages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's technically not. He's also a supporting role compared to like Julianne Huff and uh, Diego Luna. Oh. But but he his his scenes are the best scenes, and if the movie has good scenes, the Tom Cruise scenes are pretty good. But can we talk about the retarded? It's not Diego uh, Luna, by the way. It's Diego. Oh, who is it? Diego Bonetta. Bonetta. Where did I get Luna from? We got from Scream. Checked. From Scream Queens. We got oh, there fact we go. checked. Well, we, thank you. We it def- was Diego somebody. <laughs> Diego somebody. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere. But can, we, the, can we talk about this this, this <laughs> ludicrous synopsis of Footloose? Because just that that whole story in general is ridiculous. Wait, even in the original. Think about the story. It well, co- it I comes into a town where dancing is forbidden. That's that's the basis of your movie. The first one worked though. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of the original either, but I get no, nah, I'm not. I, mean, I when uh when Jen and I started dating, she made me watch scenes from Footloose when he's like dancing in a factory, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, why? Why? Like at all the places he chooses to dance in by himself, he chooses an abandoned factory. Like this you is. You can't watch snippets of Footloose because it's forbidden to dance. I do like in this the town. I mean, I do like the song. I do like the song Footloose. I'm okay with the song. That that's as far as I go. Uh-oh. The whole soundtrack is really good, though. That's pretty amazing. The whole soundtrack is amazing, and whatever you have, John Lithgow. You have no, no, no. no, no. Hit him with the facts, no. Jen. <laughs> oh, John Lithgow. Bro. All right, what's your number two, G? Uh, number two is this best. What is it? Is it no? Is it number two best? Am yeah, I on number that list? two best. Yes. 
Uh, I know it's kind of high. I'm probably going to get shit for it, but I put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what? Wait. I know. I know. <laughs> wait, oh, what, I... you said best? Yes. I'm... Yeah. You thought, wait, the Jessica Biel one? Or the Trey Song yeah, one? Yeah, the Jessica Biel one. <laughs> I like it. I mean, lot. I really, I really like it too, but. I like it a lot. That's crazy. It was, it was a mid-tier movie for me. It didn't make the worst or best for me. Kind of like. Can you uh, say? Can we agree? That was one of the thirteen for me. I saw that first trailer when I saw Freddy versus Jason in the theater, and mm-hmm. I was I, I that was one of the best cut trailers I've seen. Yeah, it was. Dude, and, that, and that song that they used for the trailer was fantastic. And the way they used the whole like the the camera flicker thing, like uh, it was good too. Yeah, trailer. The trailer honestly might be better than the whole movie, but I like the yeah. movie too. The movie is. I think it holds up. I think it pays homage to the original without directly just copying it like it kind of does its own thing which is why i think it works all right what's your what's just, worse just out. is number two worse the fog yep yep <laughs> I, I think you can i think you can guess two and one and yeah <laughs> I, I mean me you have the same number one and i don't even have to look at your list yeah uh the fog is pretty bad so i actually had high hopes for it because i was like all right well i mean like, this was back when I thought the original wasn't, like, perfect. I didn't appreciate the original until I started watching it more and more. And I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to, like, do something, you know, you can modernize it, you know, the effects will be better. Like, and then it just wasn't. Good. And the whole, like, backstory for, like, the main, the blonde chick was just, like, cheesy and, like, I hate the ending. <laughs> and, it's a, and they probably would have, I'm not sure, because, I mean, I was in college at the time. Did it make any money? Uh, it opened, I think it opened at number one, like, I, but it made like $11 million or something when it came out and then like fell like a brick. Cause I that. figured it would make money. I, I thought it would have made money knowing that, that was the hype, the high of Tom Welling cause of Smallville and everything going on with that. Yeah. And that chick, uh, what's her name? Maggie, is it Maggie Grace? I always forget her name, the blonde, but she had bad luck. She was in that. She got killed off on Lost. <laughs> like they're a little, they're, she had a rough early start to her career. So we'll go a little. We'll go reverse on this one because we both know what we. I think everyone here knows what G's number one worst is, and tell us why it's Psycho. Uh, because no, <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. It's just bad. It's just bad, and I guess on paper it made sense. Like, oh, we'll just do it shot for shot. Like, we we don't want to like mess with the classic. So they probably thought they were doing a good thing by doing that. But all it did was show how mediocre it was, and every and everyone was miscast. Everybody, like, there's not like, like Anne H, uh, Vince Vaughn. Like, and I know this is when Vince Vaughn was doing more serious movies too, because he forgot that he had that little streak before he strictly only did comedy. I was actually saying last week when we, when uh, me and Lou were talking about it that Anthony Perkins was able to switch it up from like this sweetheart to this creepy, you know, guy, and then. Yeah. Vince Vaughn was just creepy 24-7, 365 in that. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard last week, but I had the argument that if it wasn't Psycho and he was playing that character, I still think he did an okay job. It just, he was playing that character. Yeah, you know, I think if, uh, maybe if it was removed from that and, like, I just saw him in another movie doing that, I probably wouldn't think he was And I'm, I'm Vince Vaughn is my guilty pleasure in film. Like me and Lou, we, I'm out of that. me and Lou, we're very into hip hop, and we talk about our guilty pleasures. Like his is Rick Ross, mine's Big Sean, and <laughs> like in, yep. in film, it's Vince Vaughn. I don't care how bad the movie is; I always, for some reason, always end up watching Vince Vaughn films and laughing my ass off. 
There you go. Well, because they've been in some genuinely funny things. Oh, yeah. But, Wedding Crashers being his best. Oh, Wedding Crashers, yeah. You yeah, know what doesn't I, get a lot of love? I don't know if you've... I'm sure you've seen it, actually. Dodgeball. I think Dodgeball gets no love. I think he's uh, so... I, dodgeball, dodgeball was hysterical. Dodgeball did really well when they came out. I'm talking about, like, now. I think people forget that it even existed. Exist. Dodgeball was really funny when yeah. it first dropped. No, he had a streak of, like, good movies. <laughs> I was like, he had Dodgeball, then it came out with Old School, then Wedding Crashers. I, that's actually the movie I don't like. You don't like Old School? I don't like Old School Oh, yeah, I remember all. you brought this up. Old School is so funny. Yeah, Old School is funny, man. That no. was when they were at their peak. Like those guys. Maybe I, blue. If I can watch it and not think of just skip anything Will, Fer- Will Ferrell's in, then maybe I'll. Will Fer- okay, what? see, that, that's my guilty pleasure. Will Ferrell is so unfunny. What? I, he what? is so unfunny. No, he's not, I like you nothing. Watch and, and feel nothing? That's the <laughs> only. If, all right, I have two films. What about Teledeca Nights? No, that movie's terrible to no, me. No, it's not. I think, he's, I think he's so <laughs> garbage. I was. um. I like Anchorman and. Obviously, Anchorman two, not as much, and Elf. That's it. I like nothing Elf was else. Funny, he's in. Man. Um, Elf was funny. I'm man, rewatching. I'm rewatching. Uh, I'm rewatching The Office right now, and I'm to. I'm up to the season where oh, no, he, he comes was, in. He, he was terrible. In he was terrible yeah, in yeah. the office. But I don't know what it was. Like he was trying. I, it, it looked like he was trying to act more serious than it really is in movies. I don't he know was, what it was. He was extremely unlikable on on the show. I don't know if that was what he was going for, you but it like didn't work. Him, you didn't like him on SNL. Nah, that's not what he was funny there. Maybe I guess. I mean, he wasn't. He was cowbell, bro. He really cowbell. wasn't the one responsible for cowbell. There was so everyone involved did their thing in cowbell. So I can't give him all the credit on. That. I know, man. And I and to be honest, and to be honest, Anchorman Ron Burgundy is my least favorite character in that in that movie. You, you like uh, Steve Carell's character? Yeah, that's he's, my favorite too. He's hysterical in it. Loud noises. And Paul Rudd is hysterical with that Sex Panther scene. Oh yeah, it's still one of the. It's still so funny to me. Sorry, man. I really hate Wolf. Will Ferrell is like on the Drew Barrymore category for me. They're up I mean, there on my shit fine. list. I'll let that go. I mean, I'll protect Drew Barrymore. You can you can have Will Ferrell and dump on him. Speaking of bad comedy, you know what I saw this weekend? What Neighbors Two? Neighbors Two wasn't that bad. It was bad. It was fine. It wasn't that bad. I agree with him. It was fine. It it wasn't as good as the first one. The first one. I hate, 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 hate the whole like girl power message in the movie. I think it's just like so heavy handed. That's (laughs) that's my issue with it. That's why I said it's just fine. So heavy handed. That and Bad Moms were so heavy handed. Bad Moms was funny. But Bad Moms was hysterical. That was funny, man. I was me and General watching it. We were like dying. But I laughed at one joke in Neighbors 2, and it was in the trailer. Which one was that one? Was that when they were trying to figure out how to spell sorority? <laughs> oh no, yeah. I like that one. And um, yeah. when and he they... was spelling out, he spelled it and he pronounced it sorority. I don't know why I thought it was funny, but the <laughs> delivery was. I first seen was when they go in the office, uh, looking for I guess uh, Seth Rogen's character. Yeah, and then they're like talk, yelling at the guy, and then he goes, "Oh, prank war!" And then the boss just goes out screaming, "Watch out for airbags! Watch out for the airbags!" <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And I love the first one though. Like, there's some funny yeah, stuff in the first yeah, one. I think the first I one, the first one, the, definitely I love better. the dueling Batman voices. That was, oh, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> and I love the Zac Efron and Dave Franco scene. The whole like Bros before Rose scene. They look like they just made it up. They have on such the great chemistry. Yeah, together. they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love that movie. But the second one. All right, G. What is your number one? Is it The Departed? It is The Departed. We're look on. That. We're on point today, G. But, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw that movie. Uh, three times when it came out. I like I, I saw it twice in one weekend and then saw it again the next weekend. That's how much I... I hadn't seen a good movie in a while, too. I think that had a lot to do with it. Here's a question. Um, I, always, I always wonder, who do you think is best in show there? Because everyone's really, really good in that. Everyone is really good. Uh, 
That's hard. That is hard. You know, I like. I you know what's funny is that I like Mark Wahlberg a lot in that movie, but I feel like it, that's an easy role for him to play. Yeah, because he's pretty Could much from there. You know, but he's from but there. he is great. Like I love his delivery on some of his lines. Is I think right. Jen Jen just gave me the hearts little heart sign. So I think that's what that, that is. means. I think she liked Leo in this the best. Uh, Matt Damon was good too. And you know what I really I was telling Lou last week because it's my number one as well. What I really like about the ending is that just when he when that elevator door opens and Leo just gets mm-hmm. shot when you think he's he made it out. You know he's out. Yeah. Oh, it called me by surprise and I'm like fuck, man. It's kind of like that scene in uh, Burn Out the Reading. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, one. I saw that once like with, years uh, ago. Was it I think it was with me actually. You saw it. Was it with you? I think so. That was like. Ten years ago, right? Well, yeah. So when uh, when this guy got shot in the closet, was it Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt, yes. Randomly, yeah. random. Yeah, I do remember that scene. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, Lori. Thanks. Lori can't watch the Departed either. She's only watched it once. She can't Why? stand. She can't stand to watch Leo die. Leo <laughs> dies in every movie he's in now. I was like, well, why can't you do Titanic? She was like, well, I don't know. It was done in like a very loving way. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I can't watch him die in the part just get shot when you just think he's going to live. <laughs> if one, and I, look, I, I, we've probably discussed this plenty of times, but there's nothing more annoying in Titanic when that little selfish woman lets Leo die. She's not selfish. They don't call her selfish. There was I don't only, understand why they couldn't. Like, they totally like, could have shared the damn door, though. It was on sure. Mythbusters. It was like, on Mythbusters. Even if, like, <laughs> she was on top of him or vice versa, like, something could have been well, done. Or, like, or spooning situation. Does she... The water for a little bit. They can, like, take turns. Does... <laughs> does Gee, does, does... Lori, right? That's her name? Yeah, yeah. Does she think Titanic is a masterpiece, or... Oh, she loves... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's a masterpiece, but it's—I like, didn't. It's, I thought it was it, a very good movie. My favorite movies, I think. And I saw it in theaters at the time. I mean, I guess Jen I was saw, what, like ten. Jen saw Titanic. I saw it like five times in theaters. My poor mother. I that kept so making much her take your me. time that you can't get back. <laughs> yeah, but it was totally worth it. It was Leonardo DiCaprio. No, but, I, oh my well, god! And that scene when they're in the car and that handprint—that was hot. No I mean, for a ten-year-old, that was hot. Which makes no sense. It makes so well, whatever. Whatever. Just, whatever. Like. Lori has made arguments for like the beach. Like she's like, it's such a good movie. I'm like, no, it's not. Well, the beach isn't good. <laughs> the beach isn't good. She likes the man in the iron mask. I was like, you love all his hot garbage. Oh, movies. I do not <laughs> love the man in the iron. <laughs> I saw the man in the iron mask in theaters actually, and it was, it was disappointing. I only saw it once, that and that was only enough. Did as well as it did because it came out like, but it was double Leo, so. <laughs> I think my Priorities. biggest issue with Titanic is because so many other really great movies came out that um that year, and Titanic got all the praise when Ellie Confidential is right there, and um Goodwill and Goodwill Honey. Actually, do you know me and Jen? I I showed Jen Ellie Confidential, and at first she gave me the look like she didn't like it, and I'm like, if she doesn't like Ellie Confidential and likes Titanic, that's it. it's a wrap. <laughs> It is a wrap. I like Confidential is so much better than Titanic. But they're two different movies. Yeah, one's great, one's not. No, they're both good. But they're 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 different Gee. movies. Are we I on the can, I don't know how you can get to that first two hours. That two first two hours of Titanic is brutal. No, I really didn't mind it. I don't know. I guess I because like, it's just so bad and the acting stuff. Like, my I thing, do love Billy. I, mean, I do I love Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah, Billy Zane was good. Like Billy I don't know Zane, how much like, more he's done, but I don't know. Like I, I asked Jen all the when, like me and Jen get into these conversations about. I mean, Titanic I don't watch it now like that. It's too long to watch it now. Like I got other things to do, but 
I don't know. It, it, I mean, I guess I watched it enough that I can. I gee, really know like, it by heart. Gee, like you could even ask Lori this. And Kathy I, Bates is in it. Je- Jen and I discuss this when we debate Titanic. Hey, realistically speaking, would a rich woman like that just randomly fall for some peasant? If they look like Leo, they would. Let's be real. Here. Yeah, I don't. I always, I always thought the love story part of it was so weird. Like, like when you're watching, I'm like, they don't even know each other that well. And there's no yeah, way but I back would then, like you didn't really. I mean, <laughs> she was having an arranged marriage herself, essentially, because it's not. I mean, she was marrying she Billy Zane for money. <laughs> good pull on she Kathy almost, Bates. I forgot she was in yeah, that. Yeah, Kathy Bates. She was good. Yeah, I liked her. She was like kind to Leo. She gave him a like tuxedo to wear so yeah. as he's walking down the staircase or waiting for her. I or think whatever. we should have a. We should have a Titanic viewing party. I like that. Or a Leo marathon. Who's with me? No. No one here. No. Right. Leo marathon would I'll be fine. I'll just have a Leo okay marathon by myself. If we start in 2006, I'll, I'm down for a Leo marathon. No, you made good movies before that. Well, no, catch me if you can. That's Actually, really great. One of my favorite movies, but it's just really depressing for Leo, is uh, Marvin's Room. Diane Marvin's Keaton Netflix. and uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah. It's it's a very good movie, but it's very heavy. It's... Oh, what's Eating Gilbert Grape is good. Well, yeah, that one's good too, but that one always gets me really sad. You know the mo- the mother and the ending and can all we that. not talk about the ending because I have not finished that movie. Okay, so okay. well, yeah, <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> so I can't say anything. We'll, we'll do a Leo commentary oh, one day. Juliet. I actually no, you know what? I do like Romeo and Juliet. I, I can't appreciate even it now. I, I hated it when I first saw it. Have you uh, seen so, it, Lou? And they actually they have a really good cast. Uh, it's I have a seen random Romeo cast. Like, it's really, it is a good cast. But it's just a bunch of random people in it. And here, and here is Jen with her week. Thank you, Jen, for your weekly Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. This, is, this has been the Titanic hour. Can we make this like a weekly thing for sure? Um, no, I actually really like John Leguizamo in Romeo and Juliet too, though. Yeah, As, he's uh, good. Tybalt, I guess. He's really good. That's his name. I can't deal with Claire Danes. And Mercutio. Ugly yeah, <laughs> she was alright. Like, I mean, she was there, and then she was a little like uh, running away, and you had that nurse like going after her, like yelling at her at every moment. The Claire Danes ugly as cry. Have you guys actually watched? There's like a, I think there's a YouTube video that has a collection of all of Claire Danes like ugly crying scenes. What is she doing now anyway? She's, no, no, she's on Homeland. Oh, okay, that's she's. Uh, <laughs> what is she doing? Just, I don't. You know, <laughs> all right. Slumming it, it on some Showtime show. <laughs> doing her thing. <laughs> that no one watches. No, everyone watches Homeland. <laughs> no, nobody uh, watches Homeland. They <laughs> do. Who? I know a lot of people that watch <laughs> Homeland. <laughs> My mom watched, loves Homeland. I watched like the first two episodes and gave up on it. It's not what? for Yeah. I mean, I consistently watched it, but it was it started off good. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Claire Danes. I like you. <laughs> you just have <laughs> the crying face. But... Thank you for the Leo talk this week. Thank, uh, thank you, Jen, for the Leo. We'll see if we make this a weekly thing. I feel like we got to take a vote. <laughs> no, if we make this, a, if we, if we got to make this like a monthly thing, then he, G has to get his friend on the podcast. There so. you go. Oh God, she she wouldn't be able to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, so. and then when you disagree, she probably start yelling through, like at the computer, I'm like ah, not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to this week's news and notes, we basically want to talk about a little bit about the weekly re- weekend releases, which to me were mostly disappointing. Um, Lewis and I were talking last week before the show ended about All Eyes on Me. Yep. And from the looks of it, it is pure shit. Pure garbage. I was planning to watch it, but after everything I've heard and seen, this might be a... Yeah, I'm boycotting the theater version of this movie. Cody or Black Friday $5 bin special purchase. Uh, did you guys see the tweets that Jada Smith was tweeting out? 
Jeez, yeah, he went all out on, on Twitter. That was even like, 50. Did you see 50's Instagram? I didn't see 50's. I'll pull that up while you guys talk pull, about pull Jada. For me. But J- Jada was going in on Jada Twitter. was deeply hurt. She was deeply hurt. <laughs> She, because of my friendship with Pac, I cannot approve of the scenes that were in this. Now, movie. here's my question: I don't know Pac's history. I know I love his music. I don't know his back. Were they dating or were they just close friends? I think they were close friends. Which means they, they dated. were close friends who happened to both. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. There we go. So here's Fifty. Fifty. Well, Will Smith was definitely looking at Twitter yesterday, like, "What is going on?" Fifty, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> so two days ago, Fifty had two posts. One of them, one of one of them said, "Man, I watched a Tupac film." That was some bullshit. <laughs> Thank cash, you, <laughs> cash that shit on a fire stick. Uh, emoji, thumbs down. Trust me. LOL. Shake my head. Trash. And he followed, and he actually deleted the post, but he had, he followed one with, um, a picture of Tupac uh-huh. saying, if you want to support it, support it. But this is not an, it felt like I was watching a lifetime movie. That new edition shit was better. <laughs> New edition shit. You know what? Some people, some reviews I read compared it to like a typical, like almost like a lifetime movie. Like it's like a by the numbers, like biopic. That's what they said. Any, yeah. My biggest issue, like from what I've read and what the film where it starts is, I don't feel that all biopics have to start from the moment they're kids and the moment they're born. Yeah. Just start from boom, a part of their career, and you touch that area until his death. You can get two hours out of that. You don't need to start every do, you know, detail every part of his life because I yeah, think exactly. that just makes the film really. How long important. was the movie? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. If you're here's two things. If it's a bad movie and on top of that it's a long bad movie, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not gonna get uh, not gonna get people you know put asses in seats. But gee, you said it's still made around twenty four. Twenty-seven million dollars. Twenty-seven. I mean, still made which money. Is, which it was like on Friday, it was tracking to earn more than that. So I think it kind of like fell off throughout the weekend. Like either people that saw it were like, "Oh, this wasn't that good," or everyone wanted yeah. to get rushed out Friday and saw it. I'm pretty sure most of the money was made on Friday. Yeah. yeah. And now the hip hop biopic. What's next? Well, what, well, guess I'm what said about. <laughs> Well, they've been doing a whole bunch of biopics on Lifetime, but what gets me more upset about this movie is that they actually casted a really good Pac as far as... Like, I, don't I actually I don't read they... that despite the fact that he looks exactly like Pac, he is awful. Well, I mean, visually, I don't think anybody's going to come closer than that. Yeah. He's not like an actor, right? No, <laughs> he I think like he's just... Well, neither was Biggie, but he did an okay job. He's fine. Oh, the guy who played Biggie? I forgot yeah. his name. I actually don't mind the Biggie. You know what? Like, I don't I remember really anything don't, about I, I it. It's the a, I don't good. anything about it. It's like, not, I remember I liked it when I saw it, but I don't remember much about it now. It's not terrible. I, I personally didn't like them just touching at him as well. He was like eight years old when the film started. Well, and they started with him in like high school. I wasn't mad at that just because of the whole father aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. But overall, I, I liked it. There was, I some, there was some good casting choices in that movie, too. Not Diddy for me. You didn't like, uh, what's his name? And not, I didn't like Anthony Mackie as, uh, as you didn't Tupac. Like Papa Doc as, pa- as nah, Tupac? Oh, not yeah. at all. I like who they uh, who they cast as uh, his a girl. Uh, Lil Kim, no Faith Evans. One, Faith Evans, that was a good casting. No, no that actually was a good <laughs> casting. And um, I was a little sad at the ending. I thought we were gonna get a different ending. You thought we were gonna do a plot twist? Yeah, M Night Shyamalan the whole thing. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> and then the other other movie that came out this week, you didn't see Rough Night, but G and I and Jen saw it. How was it? I didn't like it at all. I, it's I a comedy movie? Yeah. You, yeah. Didn't, you didn't like it? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to watch it. Probably good. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Was, 
it think, was completely fine. Yeah, it was funny. They had its funny moments. I definitely related more to it as a girl because I could understand like going out with my friends and seeing how you know some of the antics and whatnot. And some of it you have to sus- dis- uh, suspend your disbelief a little bit. But it was funny. Like most Dave was just movies. so serious during it. He was like, "No, nah, this is not funny." It's like, it reminds me of uh, da- <laughs> it reminds me of Daddy's Home. Oh, Daddy's Home is terrible. That was a good movie. Did you see that? They're coming out with a second one? Yeah, the trailer came out this week. I don't know how I feel about that. Daddy's Home is a prime example of something that made money because it came out in December. Like, it came out during the holiday season. I was like, yeah, that's going to make money. Like, there's nothing else to really watch. Everything (laughs) I liked in Rough Night was Kate McKinnon. Oh, Kate McKinnon. She's going to do big things, like, more big things, I hope. I agree. I I I think she's, like, getting close to, like, I mean, I don't think she'll leave SNL, like, right now, but, like, she's getting close to, like, Gee, I have a question. Did you like Ghostbusters? I thought it was fine. I okay. didn't hate it. Yeah, so we're on the same boat. I didn't yeah, hate right. it at all. I, I thought it was. I, I honestly thought again that she was the best part of it. Yeah, like, she yeah did same the, here. She, uh, my friend Lena uh, works at Sony, and she uh, worked on that movie a little bit. And she said on set that no one quite. I mean, the girls got it, and the director kind of got it. But a lot of people on set just did not get what she was doing. Like it wasn't, I guess, funny to them in the moment. And then when they actually saw it for the first time, that's when they finally got what she was doing. I think she's going to be, like you said, she's going to be making some really good things soon. Yeah. Yeah. All enough to think about Ghostbusters, the two girls that I thought, you know, who are usually funny, like, I didn't think Melissa McCarthy was that funny. Yeah, did I? Christian Wig was just there. But Kristen Wig was just, you know, she's playing, was playing it straight. So, like, I mean, that's hard for that role to be really funny. But, yeah, I that's, thought. That's what makes uh, the original Ghostbusters so so special is that everyone all the all the guys are playing straight they just happen to be really funny yeah did you see what dan Aykroyd said about the new one yeah i did uh, i mean i think i think he's someone that wanted to do well because he was a producer on it but i heard i actually heard that from my friend too about the director that they spent a lot of mo- money on things that they didn't really need to spend money on like it was they did reshoots that were really expensive now here's wanted, my, now here's my question do, are you are you in agreement with me on and lou are you in agreement with me on the fact that you think they will make another Ghostbusters, but just go back to the basics? At this point? Yeah. Not not, not anytime soon. Probably like in a five year range, yeah, you think? I'll give it five years. And just go back to basics. Just tell this make it a sequel. Get whoever's left. I mean, they're all alive pretty much, except Harold Raymond. Well, you know, five years. We gotta see. So we'll see. But are, going to I mean, are we are we ditching the girls entirely? No, here I mean if if it's not in that universe, I think they should make a Ghostbusters three. Let that let them stand alone. I don't mind. Like I was never opposed to the all female cast. I was opposed. I, I was opposed to the fact that it was a different universe and it wasn't the Ghostbusters universe. My original like idea would be have the guys come in, but have them train the girls, not just these these random girls in a universe that you know you know create a universe when you already have an established universe that you have a fan, not just fans, but like you have crews that travel to places in ghostbusters gear you know what i mean yeah so that's my biggest disconnect with the film it's probably one of the reasons that it did not make money because it wasn't going for that you know fan base i was was surprised it even made as much as money as it did here like i know it didn't like do like phenomenal but like so many people were harping on it even before it opened and i remember when like the reviews came out and the reviews weren't bad like they i think i forgot where it kind of it's certified at 72 
72%. So I thought it was going to get ripped apart, and then it didn't. So I was like, oh, maybe like people will give it a chance because like, you know, critics are like, hey, it's not that bad, guys. I have a, a <laughs> buddy of mine that's very, very into Ghostbusters. Um, he's one of those that collects all memorabilia. He's That's his favorite film of all time. Of course. And he not only boycotted it, I don't even think he watched the trailers. It was uh, one of those. That's, like, a little, that's a little much. Ghostbusters, or did he have an issue with it being all girls, or was it just everything? Oh, he, everything from it being all girls, from ev- everything. Um, I try to convince him, but after I saw the first trailer, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. You're like, yeah, I should just be quiet. Because that first trailer, <laughs> I, I I was surprised. Oh, like, the first trailer so was because the first trailer was one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It was bad. It was so bad, and Leslie Jones was so terrible in these trailers but when the movie came she was actually really funny yeah i thought she yeah, was pretty they, good they in it they use her the they use her the right amount in the movie i thought because i she's someone that can be real annoying you like, know what, you know it'll be a real annoying movie <laughs> what yeah. they, they, they do a kevin hart and leslie jones movie be a real <laughs> annoying movie think about that one i like both, I, I like both I of them not. but both of them in one movie. No, how about this one those two and josh gad see i don't, I don't hate josh gad but that would also be i don't know in trio Oh my god! I don't hate either of them, but yeah, no, you only take so much. You only take so much. I don't. I don't think he he's horrible. Like I can tolerate him. I know. I know you can barely tolerate him. The Wedding Ringer Two with Leslie Jones. Oh, <laughs> it, it made money. I wouldn't be surprised. I actually <laughs> think outside of um, Frozen, that's the only time I've ever ever been able to take Josh Gad. It's a good movie. The Wedding so, Ringer. Like, are they um? You know how they harped on Ghostbusters? Are they harping on like the Ocean's Eight remake with all the women? Like, like they oh, are. I actually, with- have not. I have not heard anything about that since. I, I'm not sure if they're still going through it. I mean, like, because like I thought, I thought it was funny. Like when that got announced, I didn't really hear anyone going like, "Oh, why were you doing it with all females?" Like, uh, I, th- because, I think it's a good idea. Well, because Ocean's doesn't have the fan the fan base that Ghostbusters does. That is true. Right. So I mean, I don't. I also know. thought it was funny that they that so many people said they could even put eleven women together to make the movie. <laughs> they only can do eight. I think with um, <laughs> I think they should have just gone through the full eleven, and with Wonder Woman making as much money as it has, I think these female led, you know, female led films will continue to. Be <laughs> I just remember reading that cast list and going from like, oh, this is intriguing, to like just confused. <laughs> And what a difference a year makes. Last time I got year... down to Rihanna, I was like, Rihanna? <laughs> Wait, Rihanna's in the in the oceans? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, yeah. I, I, have, I have no interest in seeing Rihanna it on goes, screen. It goes like Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, like Anne Hathaway, and then you get like Man- Mindy Kaling <laughs> and Rihanna. It's, and Elena Bonham Carter's in it, too. <laughs> I actually have a buddy of mine. Uh, shout out to Matt. He loves The Office, but hates Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <laughs> Her show was annoying. I don't know if you ever watched it when it was on. But... What? The Mindy Project is so good. Oh, well, oh, where did no. it come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you talk shit, I come up. <laughs> I, don't, I, actually, I actually don't like Mindy either. No, I actually think she's... I Actually, on The Office itself, I think her character was a little too annoying, but I actually don't mind her so much on her own show. Ah, but that's just more of her. and like. Yeah. yeah, but it's not—it's not exactly like Kelly on The Office. It's. And then I thought that like Fox was like, "All right, they canceled it, and here comes Hulu." Like, no, we'll pick it up for two more. Days. Speaking Damn of <laughs> speaking of um, uh, networks picking up shows. Did you see that CMT is trying to pick up Last Man Standing? That is the only network it can go to. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the only network that makes sense. There you go. 
Really? You think yeah. it makes sense on I, CMT? I, I, on the country music network. It does. It's like a true, it's a very conservative show. I mean, like, I I can only see it lasting there. I mean, it, they saved Nashville. Oh, I guess you're right. There you go. I mean, Nashville's not getting the numbers it did on ABC, but on a network like CMT, those numbers are pretty good. And the last release this week, too, which I don't think any of us saw, Cars 3. Nope. We didn't see it. It's getting so-so reviews on Rotten. I mean, I, I've said it hey, before. Don't forget about uh, 47 Meters Down. It also opened. <laughs> oh, the, another it shark movie. Made it made money like I said it would. How much did it make? Did you see it? $11.5 million. That's not bad. Oh, that, came out, that came out this week? That came out this like, week. Oh. Like no one, my friend said that he didn't see trailers for that until like two weeks ago. So he had no idea. It was yeah, me too. Out. That's what I saw. The trailer. I, I, that's why I didn't think it was going to come out that soon. I, did, I didn't even. The trailer looked yeah, pretty good. Do you remember when everyone? I feel like a lot of people were like kind of shitting on the shallows before that came out. The shallows was great. I loved the shallows. It was good, and it came out and got good reviews, and everyone was like, "Oh!" Then it made money, but I don't think anyone expected it to do much. This week, though, is the biggest challenge for franchises because apparently we have the last Transformers movie. Because Mark Wahlberg said this is the last one. Of course, he did. We asked him to make another. Last one for him. Now, over (laughs) under, do we do we think this is going to fall under? 20% 20% on Ryan Tomatoes? No. No. You, you maybe. Did, what, did, I, what did the last one get? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. The biggest thing is. I'm calling 40. Really? You, you give it that much credit? I give it 40. Oh, no. I'm, I'm guessing anywhere between like 30 to 20. If it's like. Did you like any of the Transformers? I like the first two. I like the first two. I like the first one and the third one a little bit. The yeah, I, like, I didn't mind the first one so much because like, I was like, everyone kind of bags on michael bay but it's like the perfect michael bay movie like it doesn't need to take itself seriously the, the, the first the two problem the one. with the ones that have come after that is that i feel like he tries like the trailer for the new one makes it look like it's supposed to be this great epic movie and like it's why can't it just be fun like personal because i don't need i don't need a huge backstory and for you guys to like try to make it serious how many there have been four right this is the fifth yeah all right so four. i like the first two didn't like the third i like the fourth a little bit so if we're looking at rotten ratings the first one is 57 percent, but it's the only one that has um it has a positive review for from, uh visitors of the site so that's at 85 percent. revenge of the fallen which is the second one is at an amazing 19 percent. Wow. oh shit age of extinction which is the latest one is 18 percent, and then the third one is at 35 percent. So, okay but it might come in lower than 20 so, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still putting 40 now, the problem with the last one, I actually saw it on DVD, on Blu-ray, because, I mean, you you and me, G, are the same. We're complete, you know, we're completists. I, I, have the, I, I own them. <laughs> I have the first one, so I have to have all of them. Yeah. So I know I'm going to have to buy this one. So if it's less than three hours, I might just pick it up and watch it on If it's on less than three hours, what are you going to do, a three-hour Transformer movie? No. Dude, the last <laughs> one was three hours. <laughs> really? Yeah. The last one did not feel like three hours. The one with Mark Wahlberg yeah. is three hours. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah for like three hours. It is very long. It's overstuffed. It's ugh. Michael yeah. Bay. I've, I've said this for years. I think Michael Bay is the worst director oh, so I've ever not, seen. Not uh, I think, okay, it's hard for me It's hard for me to like say he's horrible because I think it does take skill to make those kind of movies. Oh, he's definitely <laughs> like, top, I mean, like, he's definitely top I love, five on like, guys' list. Like, I love The Rock. Like, I think that's a good movie. Like, it's a fun action movie. And he's good at making fun action movies. He should never touch anything serious. Like, I mean, he, he's a sexist. <laughs> he's a racist. He There's so much in his films that's just wrong, I think. I wasn't mad at the Ninja Turtle movies. 
He didn't no, direct I wasn't it. There. I actually like him. <laughs> he didn't what? Didn't he produce him? Yeah, producing. He is produced them. Yeah, his yeah. they definitely have his like fingerprint on it though. I, 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 I yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind them. I liked them. I thought they were fun. Directing wise, I think the last movie I probably liked from him was Transformers, and before that, The Rock. That was, the Rock was good. <laughs> but <laughs> talking about bad and bad directors this week, we were talking about. Good directors. Yeah, that, was, Michael, that was like a four segue. <laughs> what? That was like a four segue. Such so forced. <laughs> it was four segue, but that, that's just why Speaking Michael Bay is on your list. So. Um, I can't wait to see Lewis's list this week. It's not that bad, but I like I, like, like I text wait, you though. Can he go first? I will go first. Oh, he'll go first this week. Like, yeah. like, like I like I text Dave. For me, the list was pretty hard. Not at the fact of getting the 10, because I actually have 10 and I think four honorable mentions. Yeah. It's the order. Like, I've changed my order. Even after I texted you when I told you I changed it like three times, I changed it like two more times after that. There was a director that was number one that fell to like below top five. This is how much reordering I did. Is that Gary Gray on your list? Who? Is, Benny... <laughs> is that Gary Gray on your list? No. What about Benny Boom? Benny Boom yeah. definitely made my list. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for me, it was more. For me, it was more towards the are bottom. We, are we counting hip hop music video directors? Yes. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> little <laughs> Little X is number one. Hype Williams is, is Hype Williams, Williams on your Hype list. Hype Williams is number two. Um, this, this for me it was a little harder towards the end. I my top four were top five were set from the moment we I you know okay. decided we were going to do this. The bottom half is where I was like I was moving things around. My honorable mentions. We could go through them quick. Uh-huh. I have um, Orson Welles. Wes Anderson, Woody Allen, and Frank Capra. Those are my. Woody answers. Allen is an honorable mention. Woody Allen almost made my honorable mention. You know what? Arr! Here's my issue with Woody Allen. Arr! He has great movies, but he is very inconsistent with making, you know, all good movies. Every yes. good movie, the following year, he drops garbage. He didn't, he didn't make my list. If there is one director on your top 10 that is also kind of inconsistent, I'm going to point it out. There you go. <laughs> I want you to. <laughs> but yeah, those are my. Those are my. Uh, are you. No, pro- I do admit that though. Woody Allen is—he'll like have like a streak where it's like, "Oh, you're back," and then like he'll he have is the model like, oh, of inconsistency. <laughs> he is the yeah. model of inconsistency. Are you proud of me, G? That Damien Chazelle is not on my list. Oh, he's not on your top ten? No, I wouldn't oh, be on my top ten. He has movies. two movies. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised with you though. No, <laughs> you'd be like, "Yo, Whiplash and La La Land." I mean, he's off to a fantastic life. start, but I'm not. Next year, he'll be on the list. If this uh, Armstrong movie that he's making is great, then maybe he'll make mine the next time we do this. There you go. All right, what's, like, what's your honorables? Mine? Yeah. Mine are Ang Lee. Okay. Uh, Orson Welles. Okay. The Coen Brothers. Oh, that's a good one. And, okay. Oh, here, we oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Well, you know where we're getting a backstory. This is not going <laughs> to go I gotta, good. I got to prep you guys. <laughs> so this guy is not loved. But he has made some movies that I've liked, and therefore he made my honorable mention, which is M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that because you he's like... Guys I knew I was going to get the reaction from Dave. <laughs> so I hate like all like the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, and then we have to skip a few. And then, um, get, split. And then get to like... Well, you like the visit, like, right? You like the visit, the visit Yeah, I the, think, I I think he's a good director. I just think he, you know, he forces too much of issues. You, I, I, mean, I'll everyone, give you this. Everyone you, has had bad movies. Like even Spielberg has had has had like some. Oh yeah, uh, everyone has bad. You <laughs> set me up. I thought you were gonna go really down on the barrel on this one. Oh, so no, that's no. not that's not terrible. All right, G. What what about you? What are your do you have any uh, honorables? Some of mine are similar to his. I had Ang Lee too. 
Uh, I have Robert Zemeckis. Didn't make my top ten. Uh, Spike Lee didn't make my top ten. He was close. Wow, you made an honorable mention at least. He mention, didn't make my ten or honorable yeah, mention. Didn't my list at all. I I honestly, you you'll probably kill me for this one. Was um I love Do the Right Thing. I love Twenty Fifth Hour. I love um He Got Game. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm X is and Malcolm X. So I mean, yeah, that's about as far as yeah. the, the, those movies work. You know, I think he has not, a problem similar to what you probably have a problem with with Woody Allen, where consistency, like, yeah, it's consistent. But when he does make something really good, it it's is really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also had Wes Anderson on my own. You know, it's funny though. I don't even think like I. I think like even his really good movies don't like match up to the other directors on our list. Probably, yeah. I think that's the issue. Also. Man, Twenty Fifth Hour is one of my favorite movies though. I. I, I I just feel things when I watch it. It's so Gee, good. Question: you, We both have Wes Anderson. You know what's my favorite Wes Anderson movie right now? What? Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's a good uh, movie. We, I just saw that. How uh, like, good is Fantastic Mr. Fox? It, it, it's really good. It's really good. You seen it, Lou? It. it is so good. It's yeah, so I mean, well I, done. I think so. Yeah. And Meryl Streep is his wife in it, right? That yeah. I don't know. Is it? Fantastic Mr. Fox, Jen, Jen Jen's asshole Simbob. movie we were talking about. Simbob is like my, I love that movie too. So. Did you like Grand Budapest? Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Yep. And it was great, but that was fine. I mean, I out of all the movies that he gets the love for, I mean, I would have picked something else, but I'm glad that he finally got love from, from the award. Yeah, yeah, I wish it was for something else, but yeah. There you go. All right, Lou, kick this off. I saw this director actually flip flop with Orson Welles as my, I'm my number ten. Okay, so he could have made honorable mention, but I chose him because Orson Welles to me is just Citizen Kane. Okay, for me that's about it. Okay, so my number ten is John Carpenter. Oh, we have oh, the same. Right? Can I? He's not on my ten. He's not on your ten. He's not on my ten. He's not on your ten. He's not on my ten. What is happening right now? <laughs> I'll chime in too. He's at number ten on mine too. Okay, cool. Okay, you I'm guys. Just, I'm just heavily surprised. That it is. I thought he was gonna be high on your list. No, wow. I so I couldn't put him higher on the list because he like other than like Halloween, the thing, the fog, Escape from New York. Those are, those are like Halloween's great, and then those are good, and then like the rest of his filmography is like a real hit or miss. But I could not put him on the list because Halloween is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's, I mean it's like, one of my favorite like movies that, too. I mean that one Halloween kind of makes up for you know. Some of the other but that's exactly that's the thing. Like even with like, like we were talking about Spike Lee, like Spike Lee's best movie can't even come close to Halloween. Even if like you know all of uh, John Carpenter's movies aren't good, he has movies that are like timeless. Oh, I would love if Spike Lee made a horror film. Yeah, that would <laughs> be did so... he? I thought he did. I what he did? What? I don't think do? so. Hold on, I'll look it up. You yeah. guys talk about John Carpenter. Oh yeah, I think me and you. I mean, he's not on my ten, but I love John Carpenter. So everything he's done. I mean, he's the the. The impact he he's given to the horror genres. I mean, I don't think anyone's matched it outside of Wes Craven, right? Yeah, I think yeah, they're probably the two. Because oh, I I, I still talk, you know, people want to call Hitchcock a horror director. He's not. So I'm talking about it's a straight horror genre. I think it's Wes Craven and Carpenter. No, so, I think so Craven, Spike Lee. I think Wes Craven has had like when he was live had a better like overall career. Like as far as the stuff he was putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of fared a little better than John Carpenter did over the years, I would say. I don't think, like, John Carpenter had, like, you know, like, Wes Craven had that kind of, you know, he was popular in the late 70s and 80s and kind of had a lull and then kind of got a new audience again with, like, Scream and then movies after that. I don't think John Carpenter ever really had that kind of resurgence again. 
until they, I guess they started remaking his stuff. They started remaking The Fog and Halloween and everything. But he never really had like a second coming like Wes Craven did. Yeah. So Mr. Spike Lee, looking it up, he actually had a horror romance movie. What is it called? Called The Sweet Blood of Jesus. And with a whopping 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nah. Was he director? He was director. Can that be a future bad reel? I, I, didn't, I haven't even heard of that movie. I just know he did one, so we'll see how bad it is. <laughs> when, when you said, like, horror, romance, whatever you said it was, uh, I almost said Vampire in Brooklyn, which he did not do at all. <laughs> <laughs> that that, definitely, that, that definitely does sound like a Spike Lee joint, though. <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn. Sounds, I don't yeah. know how West Craven got a hold of it, but it could have been a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> there you go. Now, th- you're about to hear G go ape shit right Here now. Here we go. My number 10. Dave is number 10. Is David Fincher. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a reason man i mean there's so much greatness on this alien list 3. Alien 3 no i was actually going to say after alien 3 just hear this list seven the game which i love the game i don't know if you guys love the game, no, I love the game. I yeah. Love, yeah fight club panic room zodiac the curious cage of benjamin button the social network the girl with the dragon tattoo and gone girl I all mean, great yeah. all great movies he is He's pretty much, he's not, the, I would say, would he be the second youngest director on this? How old is David Fincher, G? Uh, well, let me look it up. 1962, so he's about 45. Yeah. 55. So, I mean, him and another one that on my list are probably the youngest ones on there. But Fincher, at, to me, when a Fincher film comes out, we know we're going to get something good. Yep. And or Why great. the hell is he all the way at the bottom of your list? <laughs> better on that list. Whoa. Yeah, right. Whoa, whoa. What, it's, just th- hilarious. it's just hilarious because you're like, yeah, everything he touches, like, turns gold. But, yeah, he's just 10. Because <laughs> there's so much. There's better on that list, I think. And, he's, he's had good movies. And here's another one. He just made my list probably, like, two days ago. That's what I'm saying. He, he's, he's had good movies. They haven't all been gold to me, so he did not. Make my list. Wait, 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 which ones are gold? Except I mean, for Alien. Oh, <laughs> I mean, for me, they're not. I don't go back to his movies as often as I do other directors. I think the only one I go back to with him is Fight Club. That's about it. Oh, yeah, going back to oh, Seven is so good. Seven is good, but I just Social I Network. You know what the Social, social Network? Social Network. Like like twice. That's all I need. Like an, oh, I would say, I, and you're. Pro- I don't know if you, you know you're a Fincher lover. I think Social Network is my favorite Fincher film. I can't say that. It's really good, though. I say uh, Yeah, it's really good. That, I mean, that's not a so problem. That, be two for me. Yeah, that'll be two. I think it's really, I mean, I think a lot of that, you know, it is Fincher, but, like, to me, the thing that kind of makes the social network so good is Aaron Sorkin's screenplay. Like, yeah. the screenplay is before, amazing. Before I knew Sorkin was writing this film, I was under the impression that it was going to be a movie about Facebook. Oh, this shit's going to suck ass so bad you remember that first trailer i didn't even know what to think about when i first saw the trailer and i was like uh do i want to see this <laughs> and we <laughs> all like, did <laughs> everyone and everyone's good in that movie so good yeah all right uh, andrew, andrew garfield amazing lou, in that movie. lou uh, what's your number nine my number nine is francis ford coppola coppola Capio- coppola, coppola. <laughs> not coppola I, I wrote that i wrote it so wrong first of all <laughs> That's my number nine, Mr. Godfather himself. He made more than that. I know, but I I think his best <laughs> movie is Godfather. Well, of course, of course. I mean, I think that's my problem with him is that like I love the Godfather and you know the Godfather movies, but like that's pretty much what he's mostly known for. 
Well, everyone's I, no, just Apocalypse for one now movie. Was good. Well, Apocalypse I don't hear a bunch of people. Oh uh, yeah, Apocalypse Now is a chore to get through, though. <laughs> you oh, you have a hard time with that. I love Apocalypse. That's now. a chore. It's a chore. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm looking through his filmography, man. I, the most is The Godfather and Apocalypse Now for me, but those movies themselves are phenomenal. They're timeless movies. Some of the best movies ever made. I mean, he's a little higher on my list, but I can imagine you know, I am with you on that. Yeah, I think Coppola is. Fantastic, just for those. Not Godfather, Godfather Two, and um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Wait, I went on IMDb and I was looking at his filmography, but on your phone it has it set up where it lists the movies he like directed and produced. Yeah. So I got confused and I was scrolling. I was like, the Bling Ring. I was like, what is he doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he directed the Bling Ring. I'm like, no, it was his daughter. <laughs> but he produced it. And I want to say that my, I guess we can say the same ring. thing. My, I was so confused. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> he had his finger on the pulse of LA? Like, what was what? Actually, looking at my list now, I actually made a mistake. My number nine is also Francis Ford Coppola. There we go. So he's not higher. So, no, he's not as higher. He's as actually a- higher on mine, but not by much. Like, not by much. And it was and it was because of, like, uh, well, can I really base it on, like, a few? Yeah, I guess I can base it on a few. I but mean, like- when it's The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, you kind of. It's kind and of, that produ- and that producing credit on the bling ring, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just posted over the top. Like GF one, GF one, and GF two are like hall passes for life. Yeah, exactly. To the top ten list. Yeah, you can you cannot be in the top ten with those three movies in your All right. resume. G, what's your number nine? Where are we at? Uh, number nine. Uh, I okay. The only reason he's not higher is because I don't really care for his last two movies, but I have James Cameron in number nine. Yuck. Uh, I. Uh, so other than like not liking Avatar or Titanic, I do love Aliens. And I do love the Terminator and Terminator Two. That's it. And for the me. Abyss. I like the Abyss. I don't as well. like the Abyss. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Oh. I'm I'm those three that you just named. Those are my Cameron films. And I uh, actually have a mad love for True Lies. So uh, True Lies. <laughs> See, I like True Lies, but to put to put him um, for me, that's to put him on a ten. I was like, mm. uh, so well, I'm I mean, gonna I'm of, gonna piggyback off of him because he's my number eight. He's my number eight, so I'll just go with you guys. But yeah, it's kind of similar to like what you like. He, you know, Aliens is a great movie, and then like so is the Terminator and Terminator Two. Those are great movies. I think that's enough. Fantastic, fantastic movies, and you know, he I, he, he I made think that gets a path. I would. That's what makes stuff like Avatar and Titanic so frustrating for me because I want him to make better movies <laughs> again. Well, I mean, he, he has to be in the top ten. He made a classic known as Titanic, so. Yeah, also known as hot garbage. Yes. <laughs> also known as hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. That's probably my least favorite. Like, like, for, like oh, I mean, he's made some uh, good, like, great to good movies. It's just like the last two, I just didn't really like. But it wasn't enough for me to not put him on the list. I think my favorite James Cameron movie is Terminator. Not two. It's good. No, it works as a well. The no, first one. Two is two is two. I two mean. is two. Yeah. And I thought you were going to say two. Great quotable moment. Like, <laughs> and one is one. I'm, tw- I'm tweeting that. <laughs> two is two and one is one. <laughs> two, two is two. Jen I mean, Ross. <laughs> that is going to be your blurb. If you, if you were on the Blu-ray cover. If you were like writing, if you were writing back then, that would have been your blurb in the commercial. Two is two. <laughs> one is one. Like, I guess I should go see it. I don't know. <laughs> David rips the mic from my hand. I can't even defend myself. But no, two is fantastic. So it's it like it is definitely two. Yeah, two is, I mean, like two is my favorite. Best, but best action movies ever. 
yeah, franchise as a whole with that. Not the later movies, obviously. The later movies are bad. Man, Terminator 3 is all right. <laughs> the Terminator 4 was ass. And the 5 was okay. No. Yes, it no. was. It was so bad. Did you just say 5 was okay? Yes. <laughs> he did. Khaleesi did a good job. Let's stop. I mean, that movie is straight ass. 4 was ass. 3 was the last good one. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, I don't know. I, and, and three's not on the same level as the other two, but I think it gets like yeah, I'm with you. Much. It's like it's not bad. It's just like not as good as the first two. There you go. And then your number eight was James Cameron as well. My number eight was James Cameron. All right, my number eight. You guys probably have seen none of his movies, and it wouldn't shock me if you haven't. Uh, my number eight is Charlie Chaplin. Actually, I have not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so um, I can't chime in here. <laughs> I feel like I have. I don't know. That name sounds familiar. The majority of them are silent films. Are we talking about like, the guy with the little mustache and top hat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've seen him. Doesn't he have a song called Smile? That's the only thing I Wait, know. Have you, you've seen his movies or you've seen I've him? I've seen his, uh, two of his movies, but I know he was, I thought he was an actor. No, I he was a director, director as well. Oh, cool. So he's done Modern Times, The Gold Rush, City Lights, which is viewed as one of the greatest films ever made. Was he always starring in his films? Yeah, for the most part. That's crazy. But here's the thing. He, that character is a character he created. He didn't always yeah. play that. He didn't always look like that. Okay. That was a tramp. So. That was he, a what? That was a, the name he <laughs> gave that character was the tramp. All right. We'll go, we'll go with that. The tramp. Not like a hoe. <laughs> like a hobo. Not a hoe. A hobo. Okay. So. Two is two. I get it. Don't worry. I give I give a hundred I give a hundred percent credit to Jen on this. She's the one that got me more into this classic film, and because of her, I got into watching a lot of these old films. And I first saw City Lights, and I'm really not into silent film, not okay. at all. And she's like, "Buy City Lights; it's really good." And I saw it, and I was blown away by it. And it got me into looking at other things. It's a great dictator, the kid, Gold Rush, Modern Times, and I was like, "Wow!" Like at that time, it was making such an impact in film, and. I give 100% credit to Jen. You guys need to get your game on and watch some Chaplin films. At least watch City Lights. The only exposure I've had to Chaplin is the movie about him with Robert Downey Jr. How is that? I actually have not seen that. Uh, The movie itself isn't that great, but he is good. He's really good. And I've only seen stuff from Chaplin, like, you know, just clips of stuff. I mean, it's obviously not for everybody because Chaplin, you know, not everyone is into silent films. But if you guys get a chance, at least... If I can recommend one, watch City Lights. And I think you guys will enjoy it. Cool. All right. That's some homework, G. That's some homework. No, I got to add that to, what is it? The, the Space Talking Computer Movie? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Movie. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, we need, like, a soundboard. <laughs> we 100% need a soundboard for this podcast. All right, G, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, PTA is not on my list, but I fully respect that. PTA is great. I mean, I mean, just if like Magnolia, Boogie Nights. I even like some of the like the Master is good. There will be blood. Also, yeah, I don't think he's made a bad movie. Did he? Here's a question: Did he win? Um, no, the Coen Brothers won for there will be uh, there will be blood director, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Does he have a best director win or not yet? I don't think he does yet. He might get one this year, especially if he has DDL (laughs) with Daniel. Yeah, when everyone so, else would just go stay at home if you <laughs> I'm, I'm serious i mean I, I, every other actor just stay at home anyone that i've talked to about <laughs> anyone that you know likes to talk oscars and i and i tell them ddls is is making a movie this year it's the rap 
don't, don't, I feel bad. Like, if I was an actor and I was like, yo, I have this project, it's going to be my year, and then you find out that he's also in the movie, and you're just like, fuck. Okay, <laughs> it's no, not going to be my year. Yep. Jen, do you like any Daniel Day-Lewis movies? And can tell guys how you feel about There Will Be Blood. I haven't seen it. What? <laughs> so good. There I mean, will... I'm sure you like Gangs of New York. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Gangs of New York. Oh, I have to say yeah. that's my... I never got a chance to see Lincoln. Um, and I haven't really seen much of DDL's older stuff. My Left Foot? No. No, I haven't. In the name but of isn't the that really sad? Isn't he yeah. like a... He's an artist. An amputee? No. No? He, he's an artist. <laughs> oh, he paints with his left yeah. foot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Changing the plot to his movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's an amputee, right? And that's why he, that's what's called my left foot. <laughs> I, I, think, um, I think Genesis E, there will be blood. Yeah, so, so Gangs of New York. I actually did like. How do you feel about Leo in Gangs of New York? I think he's not. No, like, here's I the think thing. I don't like Gangs of New York. I mean, I think it's okay. Oh, really? You don't like Gangs I, No, I, I like Gangs it. I thought it was good. But I, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. He is so... I, I, oh, man. There Will Be Blood is, I think, his best performance, but I think Gangs of New York is right up there, too. I love he that. was, like, he was completely chewing the scenery. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> like, he was, like, just stealing all their scenes. I felt bad for other people that were, like, acting with him. Seriously. He was, like, so much better than... I mean, like, I'm not trying to dog on Leonardo DiCaprio. He was fine in the movie, and Cameron Diaz was kind of whatever in the movie. But, yeah, uh, she was whatever. Cameron Diaz is really bad. I think we might. Have Cameron to... Diaz is not consistent either, and like, cause like I love Vanilla Sky, and I actually think she's good in the small part she has in it. Like she's good at playing someone crazy. <laughs> uh, and I like uh, well, what's the other one? Uh, being John Malkovich. I like her in that. I think she's mostly no. I oh, in any given Sunday. I don't know if you like her in that. But... Yeah, I, yeah, we talked about that. I'm not really. I think she holds her own in like a shouting match with Al Pacino. And that's kind of hard. Not that, <laughs> not that give a Sunday. Wait, you don't like her in the mask? Oh yeah, I love her. In yeah, the mask. she's fine in the mask. She's. Good. I think she's better at doing Tim like great in the mask. Like, I think she's better at doing comedies than she is at serious stuff. But when she does get a chance to do more serious things, like she can be good. Like she had, she got like best supporting actress nomination, not at the Oscars, but like at various award shows for Vanilla Sky. And I was kind of surprised she did, but like she she does. Do good in her like what five ten minutes of screen time. You know, you, we were talking about the mask before. You know what I um uh, we're talking about Jim bringing up Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. You know what movie I don't like too much? Can I guess? Yeah, Ace Ventura. Yes. Oh, I don't really like it that much either. I thought you were gonna say something like Eternal Sunshine. I was about to close my laptop. Oh, you can close it. You can <laughs> hang up on me. I don't. I don't. I don't dislike Ace Ventura. I was about to be like, what? I always thought. I mean, <laughs> it's really stupid. But mm-hmm. the only scene I liked in the franchise would probably be in part two. Right at the beginning, when he's the little slinky that he goes from the top of the stairs and it just misses the last stair. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. My, my favorite Jim Carrey comedy isn't even like the ones that can, people think are his, like his best. I love the Cable Guy. I can watch it over. I love over the Cable, cable Guy. And like I say that I like that more than like Dumb and Dumber. I get like a lot of looks, but I'm like I think it's hilarious. And may not people may not have gotten it at the time when it came out because I know it didn't really. Do it's that very dark. It's dark, very dark. Comedy, yeah. but like watching it, there's so many funny jokes. I actually cool. really like them in that movie, the the number twenty, the number twenty three. Yeah, that, oh, had a, sure. that had a really good trailer, and it was a trash movie. I, I didn't, I didn't. I just didn't like it. where it went. I thought it was more to it, and I'm like, oh, this. And I didn't like those uh, 
were they dream sequences or something? Something like that. So, I, I didn't think his performance was bad though. He was he was good. That's, He's actually a good serious actor. Too, that was supposed to be his uh breakout I guess his, role. No, not breakout role. His um his career resurrection. Yeah, yeah, well, breakout yeah, his his yeah. breakout breakout role for serious stuff. I mean, was like Man. the Truman was his first serious movie, which he should have gotten an Oscar nomination for, which is blasphemous. And that he he should have got one for Eternal Sunshine, but did not. And you know what? I really like too. I really enjoy Man on the Moon. Oh yeah, he was good in that too. He's great. <laughs> Courtney Lo- Courtney Love was not bad either. I think the problem with him is that he did such great work and he wasn't rewarded for it, so he pretty much stopped trying. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. All right, G, you're up. What is your your number eight? You know, your number eight was uh, PTA. PTA. All right. What is your number seven, Lou? My number seven, I think it's the youngest director on my list, and it's J.J. Abrams. I see a grin from David. Take dead silence right now. No, no, no. I'm trying to, you know what, you know what, though? If we count, like, also TV... Well, I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm, like, I'm, they, not, they, I'm not even calling TV. Uh, oh. yeah, Star Trek, Star Trek Two, and Star Wars, Star Wars, and Super Eight, and Super. He didn't direct. He didn't direct Cloverfield. He didn't direct Cloverfield. No, no he produced. He produced it. it. Ah, well, close but, oh, okay. I went, well, I was trying to save you a little bit by including TV, but yeah, if you, I, for me, if you include TV, I don't mind. I don't actually. I think it's to. not. It's not enough to me. For me, has, it is. He, he made my favorite. Uh, Mission he, like, done, like, but yeah, he's done some great work on TV, though. But we're talking film. We're talking. He directed film. my favorite Mission Impossible. Well, you're talking about him as a director. He di- he's directed some great stuff on TV. Direct. Oh, he did Mission Impossible Three. Mission Impossible yeah. Three. And go and the uh, one after that, but I didn't like that one. But Mission Impossible Three is my favorite. He didn't Mission. direct the next one. Here we go. We gotta do a research on, on JJ. JJ Abrams. Abrams didn't direct uh, Ghost Protocol. I no, he didn't. He didn't. Brad Bird. I think my. Yeah. Uh, I think what, right. I, what it gives me about J.J. Abrams is that he created Felicity, which is so different from every, everything else he's done. He created Felicity and then created Alias and then Lost and then, you know. I mean, Lost is great until now. the end. So if it's just going off just the uh, right thing. Yeah. I used to Lost. love Felicity. Like, I grew up watching it and it was, like, awesome. And I never realized, like, I didn't really know who he was and until recently I found out that he created it, and I was like, "What? This is so different from everything else he's ever done." Yeah, he um, he's kind of like I love it. So thank you, JJ. He's a uh... him, him and Joss Whedon get like a lot of credit for like creating like strong characters for women. So he did that with Alias. He did it with Felicity, and he did you know, that he, with like, us. I guess he did that with Star Wars too. Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. He, you know, he he's good at like kind of tapping into like finding finding female talent that like represents someone who's strong and smart and like. You know, he he's completely into that. But, I mean, I don't dislike any movies he's done. I yeah. like most of the movies. I guess it's more... I'm going to call um, him the, the Lens Flare King. <laughs> I love that he only really used Lens Flare once in Force Awakens. Was when Kylo was standing in front of uh, the window. And you see uh-huh. this. The sh- I think that's when they shot the from the from their planet. Yeah. And there was like a little Lens Flare. Yeah, it's Star Trek, though. No, Star Trek is lens flare, like maybe. two hours of lens flare. <laughs> is he directing the the, the fourth no, one? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. Know. I think he's just producing. Did you like Beyond? I actually really I haven't seen Beyond. Uh, I, I thought Beyond so much better than like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've it, heard it, it's it really level. good. No, it's, it's good. I, I thought it was. I thought it was one of the better movies that came out last summer. Yeah, I didn't like the trailers, but when the movie came out, I really enjoyed. I don't yeah. know what they were thinking with the trailers and the music and all but, that, but. <laughs> they, they would all agree that the makeup on that movie was not as good as Suicide, as Suicide Squad. Squad. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it 
They didn't get best picture right. They didn't get much right. Oh, God. Did you like the second Star Trek that he did? I know a lot of people complained about um, it. I actually prefer Beyond over the second one. Yeah, I haven't seen Beyond yet, but the second one felt like a little step backwards in the series. I know people were, like, bitching a lot when it came I out. Think like, everyone, I, mean, I, was like, I was like, it's good. I think everyone's <laughs> casted well, though, in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. Oh, yeah, he they really got, they did well. Um, and, like, uh, Zoe Zaldana just is, is in every, like, nerd thing that she can get her hands on. She's in Star Trek, Avatar, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those royalties are going to be. Yeah, she can just live Ooh. off those. <laughs> yep. Just with she's, Marvel. She, she doesn't sad. even need anything else. She just She's good with Marvel. And then, and then whenever she does stuff that's not in those three, like, franchises, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't really care much for her. Now, my number seven is uh some someone that uh our newest writer to real talk jameson wrote a little piece about him last week my number seven is christopher nolan oh i got the biggie back he's so blue there's a there's a reason why he's so no, low. no this is just as bad as david fincher I get to, I get no it's pretty- oh you blasphemous <laughs> because i know that i'm probably gonna get on you eventually too he's so number six there you go so I'm this was the right that I mentioned earlier. That was my number one. And then you went right down. Back. He went down to number six. He free, he free fell that far? He free <laughs> fell that far. So I have not disliked anything he's ever done. Starting yeah. from Memento, The Prestige. Obviously, we know Batman, Dark Knight Trilogy, Inception, Interstellar. And Dunkirk looks amazing. I uh, When we saw Wonder Woman, we saw it on IMAX, and we got the first five minutes of Dunkirk. Oh, nice. For, for me, Interstellar was a little hiccup. But not because of him. I think just because the writing in that movie for me. I know everybody who else, wrote that. I don't know, but I, I, I the screenplay to me, but the directing was fine. I love the way he shot that movie. It's beautiful. I mean, I what, yeah, my, my issues with Interstellar have nothing to do with yeah. Now, do you think, um, going back on that piece that was written by our latest writer, uh, Jameson, that he said that Jonathan is a better Nolan. What do you guys? What do you guys he think? He said, nope. <laughs> nope. I'll try to stay out of this one because I don't <laughs> Nope. You... The I'm film not... was written. The movie was written by Christopher and Jonathan. And the seller? Yep. I, I feel like that's heavily Jonathan. For some Oof. reason. I, I, gee, come on. <laughs> you can't. Gee, you got something to say. Say it. Uh, my thing is the director is one that steers like the ship. He's in control of everything. I with you so, 100%. So to say that like he's only like. To suggest that he's only as good as like what's being written for him, I don't think that is. See, my I agree with you 100%, and the way I feel about that is I think Nolan's... I'm, to me, because everyone loves him, the, the majority of people like him uh-huh. and love him and so love 90%. his work, they think we're just all fanboys. Oh, he's just the new kid on the block. I mean, he's been around for almost 20 years now, but he's the new kid on the block. So, you know, they just like him because he's new. And that's the thing that I know we love him because he's great. He's good. Everything he's done is fantastic. He took my favorite superhero, my favorite comic book character and put him in the real world. And it made it and he made it work for from 2005 to 2012. I knew if a Batman movie was going to come out, we we're going to be happy. We we're going to be satisfied with it. Yep. And it's like, look at Hitchcock, look at Fincher, look at other directors we, we've talked about today. It's not just, you know. Just because they didn't write the film doesn't mean doesn't take anything away from their work as directors. Like G said, they're the they're the head of the ship. They're the ones. They're the conductor. It's their way. So 
you know, it's Jonathan Nolan going to write a film for Michael Bay? Did Jonathan Nolan write The Dark Knight? I let me check that right now. But it's it's like saying like Jonathan Nolan could write a great script, but if you have someone like Michael Bay directing or the Zack no, Snyder directing, Nolan it's probably gonna suck. So I think he might be the youngest person on the loose, maybe. Well, not for me. But. He's 40, 46. On your list or Dave's list? Uh, mine, I think. Okay. Mine's J- mine's JJ. Nine, yours is JJ. Jo- for the Dark Knight, Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan both wrote it. There you go. And we don't even know who wrote more of it. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing. Like I don't. Like, <laughs> they gotta give us percentages. Like the 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 Christopher Nolan yeah, just kind of like, hey, you should put a period there. Like was that his writing credit? <laughs> I mean, they're both Chris, good. They're both good. I yeah. mean, Chris Nolan have a Twitter, so he's just like, uh, can you let us know like who wrote more of <laughs> the Dark Knight? And yeah, and so Matthew, friend. <laughs> that is my number seven, and Lou is number six. Number six. All right, so, G. What's your number seven? Yeah, number seven is Woody Allen. Let so high, and because he's so, so good. on, <laughs> so high, because when he's really, really good, it's he's really, really good. Yeah, really good. What's your favorite Woody Allen film, and why is it? Annie oh Hall? man, I got another honorable mention. You know what? It, it, it's not actually. So Annie Hall was my favorite for a long time, uh, but actually, one of my favorite movies by him is more recent. I actually like Match Point a lot. Okay. Match point, I think it's great. And that was actually uh, a movie at the time when he was making the. He had come out with a bunch of garbage before that. And then I was like, oh, okay. I'll did give you, you like. <laughs> did you like um, uh, Irrational Man? Yeah. And I actually saw Cafe Society last year and I really liked it too. I like Cafe Society. I thought that was one of the better recent movies he's done. Cafe the, Society. The most recent thing I, uh, that he's done that I haven't seen is Blue Jasmine. The one Kate won her Oscar for. Uh, I, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's mostly. I don't know if that was. Well, again, if we're talking about directors, I mean, he got a great performance out of her. Got her I, mean, I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard for her because she's yeah, really she's good. Great, so. But I mean, you know, that's also the work of a good director too to pull out the best moments from an actress or an actor. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, does he have it? He has a movie coming out this year with JT, right? He does. Is it one, Wonder Wheel? So, so he could. Other, so this could. Know. So for him, I feel like it's every year or every other two, every two years. Well, he needs to start making them quicker because he is eighty-one years old. And, just, <laughs> and this one has a decent cast as Justin Timberlake and Jim Belushi and Kate Winslet. So he he got uh he got freaking Penelope Cruz an Oscar. Yeah, for uh, Christina Barcelona. She yes. was playing herself, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she was just. I mean, I like. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Penelope Cruz. And I was uh, I was pretty happy when she won because I was like she's never going to have this opportunity again. And she got nominated mm-hmm. like the next year I think for nine, and like randomly nine is and terrible though. It is terrible, but she was good. She's the only bright spot in that. And here and my, since your number six was was Nolan, Nolan. my number six I'm probably going to get shit for being too low on my list. My number six is Tarantino. Okay, that's real low. Yeah. So kind of like on the same thing that well, we, he, he shifted for me, so I'm not mad. Yeah, at so kind of the same thing with that we were talking about Nolan. I love everything Tarantino has done. Uh, my favorite being Pulp Fiction, but even going up to the Hateful Eight, I love that he just doesn't want to. He's not doing what everyone wants him to do. He's making his own film. He doesn't give a shit. He wants to, you know, write and direct what he wants, and he does it. From Django, his most recent stuff, Django and Hateful Eight. I love what he's done with that. There you go. And uh, Glorious Bastards is 
So, one of his best films. So it's my number two of his. My number one number is two. Pulp, and number two is Inglorious Bastards. I don't uh, think Jackie Brown gets enough love. I know. No, I, I love you, Jackie Brown. You, Jackie Brown's so good. What's his worst? If he has a worst, I don't even think. Do you think he even has one? A meh? Worst. I guess people say the Hateful Eight. That would be there. People say the Hateful Eight. I know some people that don't like Kill Bill. Oh, blasphemous! Uh, uh, actually, you know what? I take that back. They like Kill Bill. Some of them don't like Kill Bill Volume Two because it's slower. It is slower, but it's still a good movie. What do you prefer? Oh, you know what? I think some people don't like Death Proof. Like he directed that part with uh, Grindhouse. Well, like, yeah, you know what? I forget about Grindhouse. Yeah, I think that would be but the one I that. I also like Death Proof though. <laughs> That's the one. If I had to pick, I probably would say if I didn't like a Tarantino film, it would probably be that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking through it. Yeah, I will say that. Grindhouse. It's so good though. I'm, I'm guessing he's higher on both your lists. Yes, higher on mine. He's at least in the top five. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers. All right, G, what's your number six? Uh, I went with Wes Craven. Okay. This is the horror movie guy in me, so I, I had to put him on it. And, like, just because, like, you know, like, even going before, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, like, Last House on the Left and The Hills Have Eyes, like, are great, you know, horror films in their own right. You know, especially for the time that they came out and what he was trying to do. But then you get to, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is kind of like his, I guess, his masterpiece, I guess, if yeah. you were to. Name would one. You, would you say that or scream? No, nah, definitely a Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street is like because it, it, it's more synonymous with him. Like I think it's you know when you think of a Nightmare on Elm Street, you think of Wes Craven. I don't and know if you scream. immediately think of him when you mention Scream. I guess you're right. I see what you mean. And Scream, I feel it was more of a horror parody. Horror but it still movie. was a horror. No, film it was, but then. I, I think as a pure horror movie, his masterpiece would definitely be Nightmare on Elm Street. But for so, like I said earlier, though, for someone like when we were talking about John Carpenter, for someone like him to kind of like have that, you know, a good early career, and then he had a little bit of a lull, and then to come back in a big way. What's that film like, that he did pre Nightmare on Elm Street? I saw it a, a year ago. I can't remember the name of it. It's a horror film as well, with the girls that that get uh, kidnapped. Oh, you're talking about Last House on the Left, dude. That's a rough watch. Well, it's brutal. Did you see the, you yeah. see the remake? The remake no, was good. It's good, actually. actually Who's like, in that? Uh, Monica Potter's in the, but the girls aren't well-known. Uh, I forgot who was in it, but it was a good movie. It's not like a huge... Oh, uh, Aaron... Uh, what's his name? The guy on Breaking Bad that you... Uh, oh, Aaron Paul. Yeah, he's in it, too. He's uh, he's, one of, he's one of the guys, right? He's the, yeah, he's one of the criminals. Yeah, he is... That's yeah. yeah. That is a rough. It's they honestly brutal. do. Is that and I spent in your grave with two rough watches, bro. <laughs> oh, I feel you. Yeah, that is a rough one to watch too. <laughs> well, I, I love spinning. I haven't seen those sequels, but I spent in your grave was good. So I was thinking when I was watching the remake of the Last House on the Left, like I was like, you can't really top what that whole like however long that whole torch like chase and torture scene is. It kind of did. But they do in their own right. There's some stuff that happens in the remake during that scene that like is completely like, oh, I can't believe. I, we, when we saw in the theater, like five people got up and walked out. That's crazy. Yeah. The and, good, uh, I'm gonna have to and, look in. I'll look into the yeah. remake. And then my mom told me how she saw the original like at the drive-in, and she was like, I she was worried about the person who took her to go see it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Why are we watching this? Just but, looking, I mean, looking to her left. Well, that's the, but that's the good thing about Wes Craven, though. I mean, if you're able to get people to react that way, yeah, then you're doing your job. You're doing your job, and he. Did, and I'm really glad that he kind of had that kind of second coming, so other people can kind of discover him. Yeah, like, he pretty much had three decades of excellence. So yeah. right, you know, you know, he was able to do like 
the you know other movies too. I mean, I know people don't love Red Eye, but you know he still got to do some mainstream stuff because of how successful Scream was. So it was good. And uh, I'm trying to think of it. Oh, and then I love even before Scream, like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I think that's one of the better sequels in that franchise, even though it's so different. Well, do you? Um, so you think Craven is more? Since Carpenter was was not on your list, right? No, you're number ten. I'm no, he's number ten. I, I, I'm very upset I actually forgot about Wes Craven. He was number ten on the list, and the reason he was number ten is because yeah, I, I was, I'm adding him to honorable mention because I forgot about him completely. I'm so upset. Who? Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yeah. And uh, another honorable mention that I just remember too, Clint Eastwood. Fuck Clint Eastwood. What? You don't like Grand yeah, Turismo? Fuck oh, Clint Eastwood. I'm on that boat as well. <laughs> well, damn. Dude, Clint. Oh, look. Here's my thing. I love like just westerns and stuff like that. But as a director, Unforgiven is great. Million Dollar Baby is good. good. Uh, wait, we gotta wait. I gotta get Mystic River is great. Oh yes, Mystic River is great. Gran Torino was great. Gran Torino is not what? great. That, that dude is an movie. angry old man. American Sniper's not great either. It's, and then, um, no, American actually, Michael? no, I like American Sniper. I don't oh, love Sniper. it. But you kind of, he, <laughs> he falls, gee, sorry for the wrestling reference. Clint Eastwood falls on the lines of Randy Orton. You, What's wrong could, with Randall? Randall? Randy Orton is like the type of guy that's like, he could be great. But he's okay with just being meh and good, and then you just go along the lines. Eastwood could be great. I love Unforgiven. But he just settles for being good. Like, look at Sully last year. I like Sully, mm-hmm. but I felt like there could be more to it, and it could have been really, really good. I also Gen- felt like anyone, anyone could have directed that. He's also, he's also honorable he mention. Really like I don't think he has like a, a stamp on his movies. That, like, I mean, there are on some of them, I guess. But like when I watch a Clint Eastwood movie, I like sometimes I'm like I can't tell that like, I'm really watching one. Like I always can tell like I'm watching a Tim Burton movie, or I can tell like, I'm watching a David Fincher movie. But with his movies, I'm always like it could be anyone doing it. That's true. All right, top five time, Lou. Top five time. I'm up. Yes, sir. All right, top five is uh, De Niro and uh, Leo's favorite director. Scorsese's number five. Scorsese's number you five. You are nuts. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Top five is good. No, top, top that's like Star good. Wars with your score thing. No, it's not, man. Oh, Scorsese is my number five. I have a headache. He has done one of the, some of the best gangster movies. We've more seen. than that. Uh, he's definitely done one that. Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island. He's done great his movies. True masterpiece is directing Michael Jackson's Bad Long Form Music Video. He directed that music video. <laughs> I said, yeah, he directed Bad. Wow. Uh, like, yeah. I would say my favorite Scorsese movie is probably Goodfellas. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. So that's why I, I always, you know, I always go ahead with the gangster. I know he's done more than I'll that. I'll hold my comments for uh, you. You know, The Departed. We, we've, talked about, we've talked about The Departed for two weeks straight, so yeah, that's well, What were you saying, G? I wonder how he feels about not winning Oscar that year when Goodfellas came out. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Scorsese should have at least four. Director, he got the career Oscar for The Departed. So if we give him I mean, The Departed, I give him one for Goodfellas. I Taxi give him Driver. one for Taxi Driver, and I give him one for Raging Bull. Raging Bull too. Yeah, Raging Bull is probably okay. one of the best sports movies of all time. Okay, and one, no I, and I think De Niro's. I I would say to me, my favorite De Niro performance is Godfather Two, but his best lead performance would be. Was he involved in that movie? 
uh, with the Nero and um, Stallone, where they did the I guess the two boxing characters coming for the last. No, fight. no, yeah. he wasn't no, involved no. in that movie. Yeah. Kevin Hart was in that movie. Yeah. I know you like. He that also part. directed Cape Fear though. Which is yeah, <laughs> Cape Fear too. Cape Fear. Well, yeah, I'll you know, well, I guess we'll talk I'm about. I'm pretty sure we'll get to him. number one. <laughs> no, he's not my. He's not my number one. <laughs> I I already tell who number one might be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my number five is another director that you guys probably have never seen any of his work. And have never even didn't even know he existed until this very moment. My number five is Billy Wilder. No. Is that my number four? I know who he is. <laughs> Do you know? Did you know who he is? No, I don't know. I'm okay, he's, he's not my number four. So, <laughs> Billy Wilder is one to it, another. More kudos to Jen. She's the one that put me onto him a few years back. And like, look at this double indemnity: Sunset Boulevard, The Apartment. Some like a hot Sabrina, just those right there. You're looking at some of the the, not, teenage, the teenage witch. Yes, the teenage witch. <laughs> um, uh, starting with the apartment and some like a hot. I just saw some like a hot last. I think some season. like a hot is the only movie I've seen from him. Who's in? Let's see. Wait. No, I don't. I, you see some like it hot? Yeah, I've seen some like it hot. I've seen some like it hot. This is quite Tusk shocking. It's, it, it's a pretty well known movie. What are you talking about? I just saw it for the first time last week. And Billy Wilder was already on my list, but when I saw something like a hot, I'm like, oh my God, it's that was, hysterical. That's the, the only movie I've seen from him. Uh, uh, the, you saw a movie that weren't something like a hot and then saw something like a hot from him? I just saw something like a hot. Wow. Well, I mean, he's more well-known for Dumbo De- Indemnity and Sunset Boulevard. And, and the, the apartment. apartment. Sunset Boulevard, I've heard of. I've never seen it. It's good. It's a really good movie. It's really good. It's. I actually was... I don't want to give anything away. You'd have to watch it. But I was a little bit surprised that they went that direction in the beginning because I didn't want to know something that happened in the beginning to happen that ha- eventually happened in the in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean. Did you, no, did, did you did you have an issue with that? Yeah, I did a little bit, but it, it didn't kill it. But like, no, it didn't kill it. Still a fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, but I I know what you mean. And then Double Indemnity is so <laughs> good. It's probably to what it probably my favorite film noir. Okay, so. And then the apartment is good old fun, comedy, dramedy, everything that needs to be said about that. Uh, yeah, Billy Wilder is fantastic, and I think I threw him in my top five too because, as an old director, I think he gets no love, obviously, because you know we're prisoners prisoners of the moment, and yep. we don't give sometimes we don't give love to anyone that was, that was directing pre nineteen fifty. Yeah, so that's a reason, one of the big reasons I threw him as my number five too. Well, there you so, go. All right. G, well, Jen has something to say as well. One second, G. <laughs> Wilder also became the first person to win Academy Awards as producer, director, and screenwriter for the same film. Oh, booyah! What's your Jen? What's your favorite <laughs> Billy Wilder movie? Is it The Apartment? Well, uh, there's so many. Just put her on the spot, huh? Yeah, this is. Some Like It Hot is the funniest. I would say it's the funniest. I mean, anything he did with Jack Lemmon is hysterical, I think. Um, so as far as funny, Some Like It Hot, and as far as like dramatic, I would probably say The Apartment. Over Sunset? Oh, Sunset's so good, though, because it's like Bill Holden, Gloria Swanson. And it's very relatable. I mean, it's such a good movie. Um, mm, yeah, dramatic. The Apartment, Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon. Boom. Boom. Lou? What's up? Watch Sunset Boulevard this week. I shall. 
more homework. More, always with the homework. I actually want guys. I, watch I want guys to review. Uh, <laughs> I want guys to review uh, Titanic this week if you can. <laughs> you want me to revisit it? <laughs> I actually oh. want to see what you end up giving it. Oh, that's back on the that's actually what I would look no, forward no, no, to the I most. Probably, I probably wouldn't even do it until December. It has its twentieth anniversary. There you go. It's coming up. Look out for that six and months. And so, so is Scream 2's anniversary, which I'm more excited about. Imagine. <laughs> All right, G, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Quentin Tarantino. Okay. So he, was, he wasn't, at least in my top five. I thought he was going to be in your top five. You made it seem like, you know, it was well, blasphemous. Five your ones. <laughs> I know. You were upset about Scorsese being at number five. That's a decent number. Touche. There you go. So, but yeah, I, I actually don't think he's made a bad movie. At all. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah, said it kind of sucks too because he's kind of hinted at like how many more movies does he want to do? He says he wants to end at, uh, I think, was it 10? And that's or something like that, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, ah, dude, he's almost done, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Glorious Bastards, Kill Bill, I like both of them, even shout though they out, be one. shout out to uh, a friend of the show, a friend of Lewis and I, uh, and Jen, uh, Kevin. Who hates Pulp Fiction? For some reason. He hates it. Hates it. Still hasn't given us a good explanation. He said it's. He said, oh, it's boring. It's what? He said it's boring. That's not a good explanation. It didn't make any sense. Well, none what? Of, none of Tarantino's movie make any sense until you watch the whole thing. Yep, that's what I'm saying. He said, "God, you know what this? What, what's going?" I still on? get more you watch value from Jackie Brown, but that's because it's more of a it's, like, it's more of a straightforward kind of story. And I get. I mean, I get. How do you feel with? I know he's getting a lot of he's gotten a lot of controversy over the last few years with his overuse of the N word in Hateful Eight and then in Django. Are you are, are you actually? Well, I mean, how are you gonna complain about? <laughs> you can't complain about that in Django because oh, he got a lot of heat. That's he got a lot, Jan- a lot of heat for he Django. Lot, he's been getting a lot of shit for it since what Pulp Fiction. But I think like, it really picked up more towards these last two releases. I agree with Samuel L. Jackson. He's, if he's writing for a character that would say that, then yeah, then, then why so, not? Uh, he's writing for, and it's also kind of what he know. I don't think it gives you a pass really, but it is what he knows. It's like he grew up around a lot of that too. On on top of you know, yeah, but he's writing characters that would say that. Like I wouldn't I. Samuel L. Jackson and Jackie Brown in, in Pulp Fiction, and like he would say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> with you. If you if you're, I agree 100. percent If you're writing for that character, then what's the big deal? Exactly. Right. And in Django, I mean, like, the, look at what period it took place it's in. So slavery, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't <laughs> get around that. If you if you were to write a movie like that and completely omit that word, I I, I would notice it, and I'd be like, that doesn't, I, it wouldn't feel right. And I know it sounds weird to say, but like it. I would feel like you're trying way too hard not to offend someone when you can just, you know, you're writing something that took place in a period when that word was used. And I think, and I think if that's what he wanted to write and he didn't, it's kind of, you know, he's handicapping his own work. Yeah. Right. By by caring about what, you know, people say. Exactly. All right, Lou. Number four. Number four is a man that just so happened to make a little movie with a computer. Talking. My number four is Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Give me a high five. I'm a high first high five on the podcast. Good yeah, shit. Good <laughs> shit, Lou. I'm about to be mad because he's not even on my list. Oh, you. Oh just, my god. You are like blasphemous. I this. Is like, I, know. I know. Oh, I, I want to say so much, but I'll I wait know. for later. The Shining, uh, Clockwork yeah, Orange, two thousand one. 
<laughs> Wait, but you didn't like The Shining, though? I like The Shining. No, Clockwork Orange. Fantastic John. Clockwork Orange. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket I is one of my favorite movies. Before. That might be my number two from him, actually. Doctor Strangelove. I like that, too. Have you seen Paths of Glory? No, I haven't. I haven't Spartacus. seen Spartacus. Spartacus is good. I, I like that, too. Lolita. <laughs> Lolita was good. Uh, I've never seen Lolita. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... That, I, I Got nothing. He has oh, nothing. Hey, why are you skipping over Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut. I haven't. That's the only one I haven't seen from him. That's pretty bad. Um, actually, it's actually uh, Eyes Wide Shut seventy four percent on Rotten certified. Wasn't he like? Uh, well, he died before it came out, right? Yes, he died right before it came out. Um, I guess spoiler alert. I'm. It's not my number four, but Kubrick is my number three. My number three. So we can we just go. keep we can going go about Kubrick because someone else doesn't have him on the list. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't even put him as an honorable mention. I kind of feel bad, but like I just forgot. No, it. you didn't forget because we so spoke about it the Let's, other day. I, I'm I, calling you out on that. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I love horror more than the next guy, but you did. You put John Carpenter and Wes Craven over Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yeah. Stanley Kubrick made you think with his films. It's not just like you watch a straightforward film. He made you think. Look at look at a documentary that was made about The Shining, about theories, about what he was talking about yep. within The Shining. Do you think it, they don't do that for every director? I think Kubrick was a genius with all his work. The Shining might be his masterpiece. Uh, no, 2001 masterpieces. I would say, I would say The Shining, Full Metal Jacket, and 2001 for me. For me, it's uh, 2001, A Clockwork Orange. The Shining. Clockwork Orange didn't do that much for me. Though. I love Clockwork yeah. Orange. It would be like my number five or six on him. Dude, really? All his movies have common that they're just long as fuck. Not all of them. <laughs> the Shining is long. Sh- Shining is only two hours and ten minutes, actually. Oh, it feels longer. Stop. It's like, <laughs> so, like that, so that, that, that movie is like slow to start. Like I like it. Like the overall impact is really good, but like it's a, it's hard to get into. I'm actually um on uh Ryan right now. I'm looking at the. Sort of the rankings on his films. I don't know how accurate this is, but 2001 is at 94%. But it says it only made point two, only made $200,000. That makes no sense. <laughs> no sense. That's well, a I don't box think a lot of his figure. movies were like huge box office. No, I don't think any of them. If any, if I would say one that would be a. Dude, Drumline drum made more than that. No, yeah, but I would say. Um, <laughs> Into the Blue made more than that. <laughs> if, if I would say that. um <laughs> One film of his would make money would be The Shining because Nicholson was so yeah. big at the time. I want to look that up. I remember, I, I just remember that apparently The Shining wasn't as well received when it came out. Kind of uh, no, it wasn't not at all. Got better note. Okay, The really? Shining has a nineteen million dollar budget and made forty four point four million dollars. In yeah, it was, it's one of those that was you didn't expect. Uh, I can't it, wait. I can't wait to Hollywood remakes that one. Because you know that's coming. That's definitely coming. Yeah. For The Shining? Yeah. yeah I, that would definitely they, they be remade eventually. They that really like they're doing it. They're going to do The Shining. That even Stephen King loves more than the actual film. So Because apparently that the TV movie is exactly the way it's the book ends. Book, so, yeah. You know, that's another topic it, for another time. That's, that's fair for him to have. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever seen a TV movie. It's terrible. It's, terrible. it's really bad. It's definitely. I mean, it's his book, so I get why he would, you know. I'm with you on that. What's with what's with uh what's with him in TV movies with his books? What's going on there? Well, with it. Well, he had it. Well, I love Shining. that it. The was it, was it, was it, was it Pet Cemetery a TV it, movie too? Nah, Pet Cemetery. No? Pet Cemetery is feature. Yeah, okay. I love Pet Cemetery. It's so Pet good. Pet Cemetery is so good. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you on so, that. Pet Cemetery. Still, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying what's with him in the TV movies. 
I don't know. I don't know. I know with um with it, the one that's coming out in September, mm-hmm. it's the first part of it. So Good it's God. like with them as kids. I yeah. look, listen, I know you probably hate on me on this. I think it is I think it is loved by people because of Pennywise, but that T V movie that is, second part was is very atrocious. overrated. That second half of it is yeah. like you said, is gar- garbage. The second half trash. isn't that good, but uh, the first half is the first half is solid. Yeah. Very strong. I, I, I was scared as a child. You think they're going to do the second part for it too? They are. Yeah, they yeah, are. yeah. It's two parts. The first I, half I is going to be them as kids. I hope it doesn't end the same way. It has to. It's based on the. If, I think they're going to follow the book. No, so. but like, I think it's cheesy. Yeah. I don't know if you do G like the, how the whole transition happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. It it's a little you. cheesy, but uh, <laughs> Kubrick is one of the greatest. I guys, G, I love you, man, but. Man, and he's bad, bro. God damn it! <laughs> I didn't say anything about him being bad. I like the movies I've seen. Uh, all right, just so, got to see the talking computer movie, and then the talking we'll computer movie. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Give him an aneurysm. Um, yeah, very much. So my number four, since we're going back to my four, to four, to G and I's four, my number four, I'm gonna get the what is Steven Spielberg. I mean. Yeah. He's only he's you're, he's not much further. I thought away. I thought it was gonna be higher on your list. Uh, I'm mad. It's like I yeah I'm fine with that. Well, I mean we can talk about for days. I thought it was gonna be top three for you. No, just he's in my top. Stuff. He's top three for me, but like it's like he's yeah, not I mean, far off. So yeah, I mean, I'm, Spielberg. I Spielberg. I mean, he's had a rough patch lately, but you can't take away some of the stuff that he had. He had a, he had a very long good patch. He create. I mean, can we say he created the summer blockbuster? Yes. So, I mean, with Jaws, E.T., Schindler's List, Jurassic Park. He's single-handedly responsible for creating the what, blockbuster. I mean, Saving Private Ryan. Great movie. What, it, it, it pains me that he doesn't like Hook. I love Hook. No, it pains me that he's always like, oh, it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it. I'm like, oh, no, it turned out fine. <laughs> like, yeah. you know how many kids like our age love that movie and then love it today? Here's a fun like, Don't f- stop on our dreams. <laughs> what do you think? I, I have it pulled up right now. What do you think the rotten... Uh, the rotten score is on uh on hook on hook yeah uh, it is seventy eight no it's rough it's, it's rough. really it's like 40. low it's forty six forty six G what's your final prediction on that one I said forty hook is at thirty wow 30? yeah hook wow that's crazy interesting so, <laughs> yeah I mean he also directed Indiana Jones and the and and the Last Crusade he was so he's so like he's made so many films that are uh a part of our generation. I mean, we're going to pass this down to our kids. All our yeah. kids are going to see Indiana Jones. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I still hold The Lost World against him though. I still is. I showed my da- I showed my daughter the trailer to ET now she wants to watch it. Do you think what here's a question. We're talking about Indiana Jones since he directed the whole, the all of them. Do you hate Crystal Skull? That's the one with Shy? Yeah. The one Shy LaBeouf? Yeah. I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm like m- neutral with it. Okay. I mean, phew, I'm looking at yeah, this. It's very hard for me to hate a movie. Oh, it's very so, easy for me. Yeah, I put Drew Barrymore in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's not a lie because you love it. I, e. I have strongly disliked. I mean, I don't like The Lost World much at all. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike The Lost I, World. I, I, there's some movies that I really like I can't for. believe I can't believe he let that whole T Rex in San Diego scene happen. I still hate it. Do you wish it was in Hermosa Beach? 
<laughs> is that what you're holding against it? Like, damn, yo, that, that T-Rex scene would have looked <laughs> good if it took... Like, where the T-Rex ran down. Like if, like... It, like, if this fucking T-Rex tore down the lighthouse, it'd be really good <laughs> right now. Yeah, I've got it. <laughs> and that scene, you just see him tearing down the lighthouse and guys in the background cheering. <laughs> What's your favorite Spielberg film? Mine? Yeah. Uh, shit. I want to say E.T., but... Yeah, E.T. Uh, e. is my favorite. E.T. then Jurassic Park are my top two for him. Yo, I love E.T., Jurassic Park, and Saving Private Ryan. It's hard for me to choose between... I would probably be Saving Private Ryan. I would do those two, Indiana Jones... And, and then Schindler's List. He didn't direct Poltergeist. No, he's a producer. producer. And then Schindler's List. No, there's a lot of rumors out there that he basically directed. Here's a question. What do you guys think about, because he directed Twilight Zone, the movie. Well, weren't there a bunch of directors on that? Yeah, he had, like, one, of the, he had one, of the, one of the scenes in it. Schindler's, Talk about Schindler's List bad, is good. I, you know what I would say? It was a, probably not on people's list for one of his best movies. Close Encounters. It is. It should be. Uh-huh. I still haven't seen it. I know you still haven't seen, seen it, but that's a, that. I think that's one. I think that's my first Spielberg movie I've ever seen. It's it so still, good. It still holds a pretty uh, big uh, part of my heart. Um, I did you guys like the BFG? I didn't see I, it. Uh, my wife saw it. She said it was. Eh. I fell asleep. So that's a quick wife review right there. Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> quick wife review. Eh. <laughs> Bridge of Spies was fine. Bridge of Spies, I like. I liked making, it. Making a bunch of fine movies lately. Yeah. Like, he hasn't- great movie in a while here's a fun fact did you know he was ep on transformers the yeah, last well, transformers uh, age of extinction like dreamworks he's part of that so yeah because he's wow. involved with all the dreamworks stuff that's crazy <laughs> yeah so spielberg is that's my... why it was a big deal when shia labeouf started talking smack about transformers and indiana jones like steven spielberg well, was like, all right. is nuts man go sit down shy he like dissed all he's like this that movie he's like yeah like indiana jones i mean i kind of respected what he said even though you shouldn't say it if you want to, you know, act ever. Because uh, he basically said that he had an image of who he thought Steven Spielberg was, who made all these great movies. And when he was making Indiana Jones, he felt like he was making like this really standard like popcorn movie. And that's and that Steven Spielberg didn't really give them room to really do anything other than what he wanted them to do. Like there was no room to like kind of stretch as an actor. What and, do you guys think about that recent article that came out this week about him and female led films? I didn't realize that it was kind of true until I read it, and I looked back, and I was like, oh, that is kind of true. Other than, like, the color purple. Jen, what do you think? I don't really... Yeah. Well, it's true, but, I mean, you know, not everyone can write... Not every male director can write females well or strong females well. doesn't mean they can't do it, but it was... it. It wasn't his, it's not his focus and that's okay too there's nothing wrong with that. So I mean I don't really think Elizabeth Banks needs to apologize for what well, she, she said. Back, like, I don't think she really <laughs> said any, that what? She backpedaled quickly. Yeah, like, she did, but like, see, I don't think she should have. <laughs> like if you're going to have the balls to say it like stick through. She wasn't being like malicious. She wasn't being like, it, it you was know, statement and i think that but i really do think someone called her right away and they're like yo you take that back because yeah but you know what it's true somebody like (laughs) fact checked it and he really only has had like three films that have a main uh female lead i mean everyone in his films including um lauren laura dern in jurassic park and uh you know what else is there um just all his movies, everything the female is always like a second character, Supporting which is okay. Character. Which is okay too. There's nothing wrong with it, but you know he's just not the director for a female, a strong female role. Yeah, for those articles, I always feel like it's just people reaching most of the time. 
Because, like, it's been how many years and nobody's noticed that? Like, you pretty much just reach and make Yeah, it's one of those, money. like, let, it's a stretch. Exactly. Also, oh, I'm not, like, looking to Spielberg to, like, give me that role either. Like, I know what his films are already like, so it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, Steven, you need to, like, make this movie. <laughs> not for nothing. It's been, he's, Steven. <laughs> he's been directing Steven for 40 plus <laughs> years. I don't think anyone at this point, you know, they're, gonna, they're not going to be like, oh, blasphemy on Steven Spielberg's yeah, exactly. resume now. Like, Hitchcock had a lot of leading ladies, and he gave. Now, necessarily did he make them very strong and empowered? It depends. Most of them look the same. But, right, exactly. He had a certain aesthetic. <laughs> they had a type. He had a type. He had a type. He and did. But you know what? He put them at the forefront. I mean, Kim Novak wouldn't have blown up. Tippi Hendren. True. Yeah. But, et cetera, I mean, he, et cetera. It's kind of weird to single him out because he—he's probably not the only director to really do that, to really not have like a strong female lead in some of his movies. But you can say that about like David Fincher or like some few other people too. They haven't really had strong female leads. And... I mean, Fincher had Rosamund Pike. Well, yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, like I said, well, that's a good example. And he but, had like, uh, who's the other one? Um, in Seven, he had uh, this chick. What the hell's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. She wasn't a strong female lead, though. <laughs> she, lead. In- she is an emotional crux of the movie, though. Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, just a bit. Even like what she? What is she in? Like three scenes, I think. But and, she was in like, the most important scene in the movie. I know, and in like the scene, like the scene that she's in with uh, Morgan Freeman, where she's talking about how she hates the city and she wants to like, basically, she wants to leave, and that's when she tells Morgan Freeman's character that she's pregnant. Uh, I think that scene is actually surprisingly strong, and then that knowing that scene and then what comes later, I actually when we get to, when we get to that because I know he's on he's a little higher um, on your list. I want to actually talk about seven and that particular. How old is Morgan Freeman? Old because I'm been, like he's been eighty since like nineteen. Dude, looking, he's I'm, got it. Doesn't matter. I'm looking at Jarvis Daisy. He came out like an 89. He looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look at this. <laughs> that you was 89. Who's, <laughs> you know who's always looked old too is Maggie Smith. Yeah, like, I thought, you're right. Like, I thought Maggie Smith was at least 80 in Hook, and like she's and still... now she's like she's, she's she just turned 81. It took her 30 like, years they, to get to 81. So they, they aged her in Hook. They yeah, they did. Oh, okay. I mean, but, in every Harry Potter movie, she looked the same too. I swear she's looked like that since 92. And I'm like, whoa, what, did you just stop aging? You and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that Morgan makes Morgan Freeman look older is that his hair got shit, he was born in 37. How oh, old wow. So he's going to be 80. That's ancient. Yeah. He's uh, finally going to be He's finally going to be finally 80. Hit <laughs> I don't need him getting old, though. I'm, like, worried. No, I <laughs> that's how I feel about Pacino. So like, I'm uh, like, yeah. That's going to be a dark day. I'm going to a TV alert one day and be like, No! <laughs> <laughs> All right, G. Finally, getting to your number four. What is your number four? Uh, my number four Actually, is yeah, yeah. Your number four. Oh, mine or his? No, no, you're you're up. Okay, my number four is uh Christopher Nolan. Okay, cool. Uh, for the same reasons that you mentioned, also, I don't really think he's made a bad film. Even like I don't. Okay, so I like Interstellar. I didn't love it as much as some other people did. Yeah, but even I mean just. Just like the, the grand scheme of that movie, though, is great. Even if I have issues with like some of the pacing and all that stuff, like, have you seen his first film? You know what? I haven't. It's uh, fine. It's not bad. It's it's in black and white. It's it's um, it's an interesting look. You know, it's an interesting take. It's a different take. That's for sure. 
So right. I mean, it's a lot of people hate it. I mean, I, I, it's good. I think it's good. It's something you should yeah. definitely check out. Okay. Yeah, I love all this stuff. I even, you know, of course, you have the Dark Knight trilogy and stuff. But like, yeah, you know, I like the movies that people don't mention a lot, like Insomnia, and I don't really think people mention the Prestige as much either. But <laughs> oh, I love the Prestige. I actually, great- we're talking, we're talking about Nolan, and I forgot to mention this before. You're, you're our TV guy here. I there's a there's a buddy of mine that I shit on because he likes this stupid show on NBC that is the exact same plot point as Memento. Oh, is it uh the oh, damn it with the tattoos and shit? Yeah, oh, Blind Spot. Yeah, dude, Blind it's spot. I don't watch the show, but is the exact is it the it does you know is it the exact same thing as Memento? It's kind of like it. It's similar. When I first saw the trailer for it, I'm like, oh. So they're making Memento into a TV show. I wonder how this is going to end. <laughs> I watched the first season and it got stupid. And I was like, well, they're not going to renew it. And then they renewed it. And I was like, well, I mean, they're not going to renew it after season two. And then and they renewed it again. Still but they, out, right? shipped it, they shipped it over to Friday nights to die. Oh, so they're about to die, yeah. You know what? There's so many shows of mine that are moving to time slots where they're just going to get killed. Did, like did, Arrow is moving to Thursday. I'm like, no, that's not good. Gotham wait, is moving Arrow's to Thursday. moving to Thursday? Yeah. So what's following Flash now? Uh, the Flash. Uh, shit. Oh, I was think, uh, I want to say it's still Legends, but I gotta look it up. They want. I think they're gonna pair them. And uh, this is how much time has changed. Arrow isn't being used to prop up a new show, and that's what it used to do. Arrow is actually gonna follow. I think Supernatural. Wow. So it's really that's falling great. off. And uh, they paired. They put Riverdale and the Dynasty reboot together because that makes uh, sense. Can't wait for Riverdale. <laughs> oh, it's so oh, good. So good. <laughs> oh, good. No, have you checked out Riverdale like, yet? No, I have like, not. It's on Netflix. It's ten episodes. Going back to its roots. Riverdale's good, man. Like, is, it, is it Gossip Girl? It's good? like Gossip Girl, okay. good. And I don't know if Gossip Girl is very good to a lot of people, but Gossip, <laughs> but Riverdale Gossip is really good. So good. I'm rewatching it right now. And Gossip oh, you were watching that? What happened to Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fit that into about that. <laughs> I remember I watched Beach Motel for him to get to make sure we could get like an honest review of this thing, and then here we are. And G has okay. Blame my freaking friends because I was like we were at a party like, pregame, and then like someone was playing like my friend had it the, on the TV like uh, their YouTube stuff up, and they were playing like the top 100 like Gossip Girl music moments. Like they just kept playing it over and over again. Like and I was like, and I was like, oh, I remember that scene. I'm like, I remember that. I was like, I need to watch this again. So it's there. <laughs> I blame your, I blame your willpower, not your friends. You know what show I'm really into now? And I just started season two. What? Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, Masters of None. It's a really I good hear, show. I hear that's, I hear that's good. That's a really good show. I haven't seen it yet. I with uh, Cesar Sorry. Yeah, very good show. It's like a dark comedy kind of thing. Awesome. It's not, it's not like Gossip Girl, but yeah. No, it's yeah. definitely not like Gossip Girl. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my three was Kubrick. So, Lou, Lou and G, you're up. Lou, what's your number three? My number three is the man himself, Quentin Tarantino. Awesome. Uh, like we said before, he hasn't made a bad movie. Oh, uh, death pro. He made Reservoir Dogs, man. That's like one of my favorite movies. You like you like that over, no, over Pulp Fiction? Uh, Puff, yeah, I would watch Reservoir okay. Dogs over Pulp Fiction. I love Reservoir My favorite scene in Reservoir Dogs is right at the beginning when they're discussing oh, when they're the tip. Why am I Mr. Pink? Yeah, no, the tip, the tip, uh, when they're at the table and they don't want to tip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Okay, yeah. I love that scene. No, uh, before that. No, but that whole movie, yeah. That, uh, was that the one that started like that whole, no, it was Pulp Fiction that started that whole, like. No, Reservoir Dogs was his first film. Was, okay, so, yeah. yeah, it was like that whole time, like, nothing was in order kind of thing. 
I think Tarantino's one of the only ones Reservoir that can really make that Reservoir Dogs first work. film, really? Yeah, Reservoir wow, Dogs. That's a pretty good first film. Reservoir Dogs actually turned 25 years old this year. I thought Pulp Fiction came first. Old, <laughs> what happened, G? I said, we're old. <laughs> I, uh, I really felt old this year when it was 20 years since Biggie died. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I'm old. I was eight years old when Biggie died. Yeah, I was 11, so how do you think I feel? All right, G, what's your number three? <laughs> uh, number three is uh, Spielberg. Okay, cool. And anything you want to add or pretty much what we discussed before? Well, pretty much what you said. Um, I, But, you know, even when he makes movies that are just fine, they're still better than what most directors can crank out. So I think that's important to also mention. Awesome. But he just hasn't made, like, a great movie in a while. But he still has it in him, I think. All I right. think so too. We've gotten into our top two, and I'm very proud of you guys because you haven't named a director that I know is on your list. Because if not, it's blasphemous. There you go. Lou, wait, what's your number two? Wait, Gee, I'm number, looking at what's you. What's your number two? What am I? Are you looking at me for? Wait, no. What was your? What are number two? Number two. What did I just say? Number three. What was your number three? Kubrick. Oh, Kubrick. Okay. Oh, that's right. We had that conversation. Yeah, we had a right, conversation. Cool. So my number three. Number, number two, two is Alfred Hitchcock. Whoa! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my number two is Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, I don't ma- know who your number one would be, so that's why I'm like kind of confused. But uh, yeah, uh, he's the master of suspense. So we, not much. Else. I know Dave is like shaking because he wants to talk about it. So nah, not yet. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna be short and sweet with yeah, it. Yeah, be nice and short and sweet because uh, I think I know what uh, G's number two is too. Yeah, he's made some some great. Movies. Actually, thanks to Dave, I went back and watched a couple of his. Oh, movies. what did you see? Uh, Psycho. Uh, I'm very bad with phone names, so let me look this up. Nah, do your thing. Uh, you guys can talk about Hitchcock for a bit. Gee, is that your number two? <laughs> he is number two. Oh, <laughs> you two are. Oh, the birds. I know, I know, I know. I know. So, I know. How about with you the, know what's funny though with the birds? I did an old to bad reel called um, Birdemic, and, and then I went and watched the birds. I was like, so much better. It's like literally like. If you look at the animation, it's about yeah. the same, but the movie is so much better. So both both of you hold your Hitchcock talk, and we'll just do a uh, we'll three way that. Yo, pause. <laughs> <laughs> My number two is Scorsese. Oh, at North by Northwest, I saw. My number two is okay. Scorsese. Okay. Um, he's Scorsese. I mean, there is so much of his work that I love. I love watching all his stuff from Taxi Driver. It's like. We were saying before, which is my favorite Scorsese film, surprisingly to some. I, it's not surprising to me. You said it before. Yeah, Scorsese, uh, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Raging Bull. Did you guys? This is like more modern. Did you like Hugo? I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't love it, it either. <laughs> uh, it's just not my kind of movie. So I know what I know. He I did an interview during the Oscars because he was nominated for I think that movie was nominated for like eleven Oscars. It was. I was always like surprised that it was too. I was like, okay. And he said that he finally made a movie his kids could watch. The first thing that came to my mind was like, how's why did do having kids at like ninety? He <laughs> <laughs> was too busy making great. But movies. the second the, the second he said that, I looked it up and I'm like, wow, he really never really made anything that anyone over under the age of 18 would could pop, probably watch in the theater without a Hugo wasn't bad though I like Hugo Hugo well, gee, Hugh, in, uh... Hugo is 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah he was Scorsese was also a voice in the famous Will Smith Smith movie that Lou loves Shark Tales oh, 
god. Oh yeah, his kids can see that. I just feel that <laughs> did I you like Shark Tales? I do not like Shark Tales. I, I did like that movie. You like Shark Tales? Oh my god. Shark Tales, Shark Tales, one of the two. You didn't like it? It was fine. Like yeah, even even up to <laughs> like what? Nah, like okay. Silence, his last okay. film, which is not for everybody, and I don't. I'm I'm one of those, these type of people that I'll recommend something. Where, you know, not just be, not if it's good, but if I think you'd like it, mm-hmm. I would not recommend Silence to you or G. I think yeah, Silence would bore both of you to awesome. tears. It's, it's very slow paced. It's you know religious. It's a faith based movie, but it's so well done, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I mean, look at Wolf of Wall Street. It's five years old, and I think it's one of his best films. It's my top ten. I'm still trying to get my wife to watch that movie, and we get into it, and we will get interrupted. Jen, what do you think of Wolf of Wall Street? The first third of that movie. I think I think Jen likes Wolf of Wall Street because of one person only. I wonder who that is. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. When Jonah, I think she Jen told me when Jonah Hill's dick comes out in the movie, she's like, "Oh my god, why is it not Leo?" (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't say that. Quote of the episode. I actually didn't say that, but that's really funny. I did not think we were going to talk to... to, to... They gave us the wrong deck. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk to us too, but then we topped it. <laughs> no, I mean, Leo has to be packing. He's got all those ladies. Let's be real let's not, here. Yeah, let's not start that conversation. And if I don't think he He's is. part of the, the pee posse, so let's be real here. Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse is the greatest organization of men I've ever seen in my That's life. Great. That is a Wait, so what? Hilarious. You've never heard of the Pussy Posse? The pussy Posse. Oh, hold up. I'm pulling this up. Give me one second. We're going to we're going to we're going to sidetrack real quick. Jen, let Lewis know why I look up the names of the members. So, Dave is actually talking more about Leo than I am here right now cuz you keep bringing it back to him anyway. Nothing. So, yeah. the P Posse <laughs> is uh so ever since Leo was like a teenager, it's like him, Toby Maguire, who's like his best friend. Oh, don't say names. Okay, I'm not. Oh, we're right. not saying I'm names. not allowed to say names yet. I guess whatever. So anyway, they go out and clubbing and whatever, and obviously scoring. Is this, is this like Ray J's I, booty bandits? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hip hop version of that. Wait, no booty bandits. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember when Ray J and Fabulous were beefing, and he no. called he called like uh, Power 105 randomly when he was drunk. Telling about the stupid story at Floyd Mayweather's house. Then he said we're going to send his booty bandits to him. Which is booty <laughs> bandits. And he gave names, which is, makes it fucked up. But his booty bandits are gangsters he hangs out with that are willing to rape men. <laughs> <laughs> so those are Ray J's booty bandits. Leo is not a rapist. Hey, I don't know what a pussy posse is. So we're gonna figure He's a conservationist. <laughs> the conservationist. So I'm, I just pulled up on Jezebel.com. A ranking of the Pussy Posse members. A ranking? Yeah. Okay. So number one is Leo. Okay. Number two is Toby Maguire. Number three is Harmony Corinne. Is that a guy? Yeah. He directed uh, direct Spring Breakers. Kevin Conley is number four. from E from Entourage. Uh-huh. Number five is Jay Ferguson. Number six is Q-Tip. Okay, that's a random. <laughs> number seven is which David... one doesn't belong? Oh, you're, it gets better. Number seven is David Blaine. David Blaine. Number eight is Sarah Gilbert. I don't know who that is. She's from Roseanne. Roseanne. She's on the talk now. She the one with the curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Number nine is Lucas Haas. 
I did Lucas Hodge make him. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what the pussy posse is. What is this? Lucas Hodge is a weird looking dude. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Essentially, it's like the Brat Pack. The Rat Pack. But are they like their... just out there just slaying? It's pretty much like they go to a club at Saturday night, and these like guys go to the club together, and they pick a woman. So that's the Jersey Shore. That's another one. Guys Toby and McGuire. girls. Guys and girls. Toby Maguire. Awesome. Yeah, yeah he's number Maguire. two. That's his Biffle, right? That's, that's crazy. Best that's friend, Biffle. also the godfather hey, he to his daughter. He definitely got booty. Just and he just got divorced, <laughs> so you know that they're trolling. And actually, the other day, there was a picture with Orlando Bloom. So Orlando Bloom may be the latest member of the P-Posse. Orlando Bloom has been living a low-key ratchet life, and I love it. Yo, where can we put an application <laughs> you know, for guys? Like, he got a girl fired from her job because he, like, G, uh, like you li- bartender. You, G, you live in... You live in California. You need to get an application I think you should posse, pull in, put in an application to become the next member. <laughs> I mean, Lucas Haas can be in it. And then you can get me an in with Leo. Man, if I if I did that for you before Lori, Lori would like slit my throat. <laughs> well, you didn't even you, I didn't get you didn't even there, let me finish. You, thing. you didn't even Showing let me hell. finish the the final three members of the piece the uh, the piece squared. Number ten is Ethan Soup. How do you say his last name? Suplay. <laughs> and then Joshua John Miller and the last member is R.D. Rob whoever that is R.D. Rob eclectic group of people Lou and you've been, you've been educated block. on this shout out to the pussy posse we went from Martin Scorsese shout out to, to the, the pussy posse bandits, whoever you, uh, all the people out there and, just... the first time I heard that though I was cracking up no I was, I like, was oh, the, Jen told me about <laughs> that we were hanging out one day and she's like yeah, you've never heard of Leo's pussy posse with like the most serious tone in her voice. Like I'm supposed to re- have read this she in put high you, school. She put you on game. She put me on game, and then she's like, "Yeah, Toby Maguire's in she it." Had articles. <laughs> I was actually mind blown. I became that instant. I needed a pussy posse shirt just because it's like the coolest name, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it just, it's just funny. Outside of Leonardo DiCaprio, it's just a bunch of random members. <laughs> Yo, how the fuck did Q two get into that? <laughs> You ever He's you notice it's like you have two A listers? I mean, it's Toby. Toby's more of a B lister now, right? Yeah, I've never uh, seen a picture of Leo. He's a B lister in life and in his career, <laughs> just playing second fiddle to his best friend. And I think their logo, like they, they have pop, a logo. Yeah, their logo is that picture of Leo with the super soaker. <laughs> have you seen? So there's that a. I have seen the picture. Yeah. There's a picture. Oh, that was on TMZ this week of Leonardo DiCaprio and. uh uh, Tom McGuire's ex-wife, the kids, and then Tom McGuire is also in the picture, but he's like in the very back behind like other like it looks like handlers and bodyguards. I was like, why is he so far behind? And Leo is walking with the kids in front with the ex-wife. You think and Tom McGuire is just like I always play second fiddle to Leo, even in my real life. <laughs> <laughs> and Leo's the godfather too, so I have been yeah. proven wrong. Jen just showed me a picture of Q tip and Leonardo DiCaprio together. <laughs> First time in my life. What do you together. think they're talking about? You think you think they used to talk about Tribe's next album and stuff? I I don't even know if Leo knows who Tribe is. Well, Leo Leo likes hip hop a lot. He does. Yeah, that's surprising. That's like I didn't know Leo's was into hip hop. Leo seems like Leo seems like someone that would. Like that. Now are we talking about like hip hop or like radio hip hop? Like what are we talking about? Here? No, like, he likes real hip hop. Like Leo seems like the type of guy that would sit back and listen to nature sounds. No way. He also hooked up with Rihanna, so I can see him doing a lot. Jen just showed me a picture of of Leo. He's with hooked the up whole... with a lot of people, but I mean, can you blame them? He scored some. I mean, other than the models, like he got Blake Lively at one point. Like, oh, yeah. love yeah, Blake Lively. He, he's had everyone. Okay, we've we've already gone over his number, <laughs> Dave. We Jen just showed me a picture of Leo with the whole tribe called Quest. <laughs> That's funny. 
Let me see that picture. And Leo's all the way in the back, like, hello, with a, with a pirate's hat. <laughs> well, Leo never had Emma Stone, so that's all that matters. We don't know. We don't know that. Nah. We don't know that. We don't know what she did in her life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she, she dates guys like Andrew Garfield. I don't think she's... Oh, Andrew Garfield. He seems like the homie. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. <laughs> he does. Is he in a pussy posse, too? No, no, no. no. All right. Back, no. Go, g- getting back on track, because we definitely got off track. <laughs> what, what number are we on? Can we just do a podcast about his pussy posse? It's funny. Jimmy Kimmel says that Leo has had sex with over 9,000 models. I believe it. (laughs) Is Jimmy Kimmel keeping track? What's going on? Jimmy Kimmel's the man. He is. I'm glad he's coming back for the Oscars this year, too. (laughs) Going back on track. What number are we on? We're at number two. Director of the Pussy Posse. (laughs) Director of the Pussy Posse. Director of the leader of the Pussy Posse, Martin Scorsese. That's my number two. All right, going to number one now. Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back? Because maybe Scorsese is like an honorary member of the Pussy Posse. He probably he might is. be, yeah. He, probably yeah. Is. he might be the founder, the secret like, founder. He might be like the godfather. They probably had like a sit down. He's like, Leo, you get a lot of women. Maybe you should name, you know, create I got, this, I got this logo. I got this idea for you. <laughs> I got this idea. <laughs> Just talking really fast like he normally does. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lou, what is your numero uno? My number one is Kevin Smith. Dave's face is priceless. I love Kevin Smith. Trust me, I do. But oh, I say this because I saw Yoga Hoses for the first time last night. How do you like it? Uh, I'm I'm okay with it. It was fun. Better than fucking Tusk. I like Tusk better. Better than Alfred Hitchcock. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Wait, you said you like Tusk better than Yoga Hoses? Oh, Tusk is terrible. Tusk was weird. Tusk was weird, but it was better than Yoga Hosers. Nah, Yoga Hosers was, stupid, was supposed to but be bad. But I do bad. love like some Chasing those... and Dogma. Uh, for me, mine... Uh... Dogma might be my favorite. I think Clerk... Well, Clerks and Chasing Amy. Those are my two. Oh, uh, we talked about this. I don't really like Clerks that much. Uh, Clerks, yeah, we like talked about this too. before. Clerks 2 over over Clerks? Yeah. Oh, that's blasphemy. That's not I mean, blasphemy. The, the Rosario Dawson effect is very strong, yeah. so I can say... She, she added a lot to that movie. What's your number one? I'm curious. My number one is Steven Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. So let's keep it serious here. Let's get, let's get serious. Let's no, it. There's no Spielberg pussy posse here, so... We don't know that. No, he's probably... I, I assume he's boring to hang out with. Yeah. He doesn't seem like very interesting to hang out I, with. I feel like Steven Spielberg is just like, I'm just going to go out until 10. <laughs> Steven Spielberg has made some of my favorite it's like movies. story of my life. Josh, Schindler's List, Close Encounters, Saving Private Ryan... Uh, we've talked about ET before, uh, but he's made some of my favorite movies, so he's my number one. Awesome! Yeah, and thanks, thanks to him for discovering a true talent in Drew Barrymore. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Not everyone's and, perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, she's perfectly fine in ET and other stuff as well. I feel like that's a blemish on his record. No, it's Perf- not a blemish. It's like a, giving uh, us Drew Barrymore. No, because she was fine in in ET. She was in. But he gave do anything. But he gave us Drew Barrymore. We shouldn't do anything. No, I actually I, I blame Mr. Potter, and uh, it's a wonderful life for Drew Barrymore. Actually, you said you said that she didn't do anything in ET. Oh, he made the Adventures of Tintin. I like that movie. I actually never seen that. I did like the That's show when I was a kid. I used to love that show yeah, when me I was too. a kid. I didn't know he made that movie. Actually, I actually liked the movie too. Like it made me like I actually have all the books in my garage from when I was a kid because I used to read it when I was younger. That movie was and good. I, I liked it. I loved those, that show, and the movie was good. All right. Why is your number one Fincher? And can we talk about seven? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, 
I most mostly because he makes the kind of movies that I personally I love like thrillers and stuff like that, and he's kind of made some of the best ones. And then on top of that, you know he you know he does stuff like uh, Benjamin Button and Social Network, which is you know different from some of his other stuff. I just think that he hasn't had other than Alien Three, which is not his fault. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't made, he hasn't made a bad film like at all. Now we wanted to talk to you about Seven and Lewis as well. So. When do you think it was stronger of an effect at the end of the movie because you didn't see him kill Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, for sure. Okay, I've always wondered yeah. like what people think about that. I've never really had an in-depth discussion on Seven. Yeah, I think it's a lot stronger that you don't see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just like you know, actually, like uh, the react, like so the more subtle reactions alone, like when you realize, like. Kind of like, oh, I wonder what's in the box before you get before you get over there. And then Morgan Freeman's reaction to it, and like the stuff that you like, the things that you don't see are is what makes that scene great. Like you're watching everyone's reaction to it is, and it's one of those movies that the bad guy wins. So because John yeah. Doe eventually wins. You know, there's some people that think Brad Pitt's not good in that scene. Like he's like overacting. Oh, I think he's great in it. I think, I think he's really great in that yeah. scene. Because, like, his character, like, you know, wasn't entirely likable in, you know, most of the movie. Because he was, like, cocky and arrogant. And, like, that moment alone, even though, like, he kind of becomes, like, a better person towards the end of the movie, that moment alone kind of, like, made up for, you know, how much of an asshole he was, (laughs) like, when the movie started. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, too, like, we, when Paltrow, even though she's not in it a lot, like, you know, she's in it just enough that we feel bad for him and for her and that whole situation like you know she's in it enough to get our sympathy because we need to have it when that moment comes and what well would you say that's in your top three fincher films or do you have a oh it's definitely my top yeah okay uh, i the india seven i i've seen seven so many times and i always like when i'm watching the ending it feels like it i did when i watched it for the first time like i still feel shocked lou have you seen the game no it's. I'll lend that to you. It Ooh. is really good. It's really good. It's underrated too. And it has a tw- and it has a nice little twist too. Did okay. you did you see that coming, G? No, I did not see the twist coming. No. Yeah, that, so that's tw- when you see the twist, it's like what? So it was really good. Um, so are we gonna talk about why uh, Dave's number one is my number one? Yeah, it's Michael Bay. <laughs> it there you be. go. Just saying that, just saying putting him in best and number one of anything outside yeah. of worst is just left, Director a, bad, left a bad taste in my mouth. So, so why is it Alpha Hitchcock? So, I'm like a sucker for like suspense films and stuff like that. But like when you have a guy that you have, you can not only create a top ten best films for that particular director, but you have a hard time not including five or ten other films. That shows how great Hitchcock is. You start with movies I'm sure you guys haven't seen. Um, the 39 Steps, Sabotage, Rebecca. Rebecca, which won Best Picture, but he didn't win Best Director, which is crazy. Did you know that Alfred Hitchcock also directed the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith? What? Yes, sir. 1941. Um, Alfred Hitchcock directed Forest Cor- Foreign Correspondent, which was great. Saboteur, Shadow of a Doubt. And that's not even getting, outside of Rebecca, getting into the movies we all know. Look at Notorious. Then we have Strangers on a Train, which is my second, probably my second or third favorite Hitchcock film after Rear Window. 
and Psycho. I mean, Dow M for Murder, Rope, which... I saw Dow M for Murder. What do you think? That was good. That's good, right? Yeah. The whole thing that... The whole little thing that only had to do with that item. Yep. I don't want to get into spoilers. Rope. How's Rope? I heard rope, all right. Rope is... I think Rope is... Rope and Strangers on a Train are probably his two most underrated films. Okay. Rope is... I've heard picture about picture this. Me and Jen kill someone for fun. Not for any reason. Just basically for sport. And we have to hide him in a... Like a trunk through a dinner party. And the movie takes place in real time. Wow. I might check that out. And it's just... Ah, Jen, you love Rope. You're the one that got me into it. Speak. It's so good. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my tagline. Um, no, it's it's great. I mean, there's so much tension. It literally, the movie essentially will take takes place basically in one room. You know, you kind of have like the living room. Essentially, it's the living room without spoiling anything. But it's just this one spot, and the whole entire time, as the guests are coming and and they're there, like. First, they have to hide the body, and then, you know, they're figuring out, like, as everyone comes, trying to hide it. And then there's the point, there's a lot of the juxtaposition between the two partners, the two murderers, and kind of just, um, they, you know, one of them starts to break down. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see how, like, the other one's, like, suck it up, and, like, you got to, like, stay straight, and all this, and then just, like, the, all the suspicion, and you're kind of like, oh, my God, are they going to get caught? Like, what's... What's going to happen next? And you just want to keep watching. And um, it's interesting that it was really just filmed at all these different angles, but all essentially in one space. And it, it looks, when you watch the film, like it's a one-take film. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's just on Hitchcock's brilliance. And one of my favorite scenes in Strangers on a Train is right at the beginning because you see that you see basically just their shoes. And you see them both walking because Strangers on a Train is basically... We don't know each other, and we're going on a train, a train ride. In this case, maybe probably be a plane ride. I think I've heard of this one. It's and kind of, it's kind we, of like, you hate someone, and you I hate someone. someone. Yeah, so I one. do your murder, and you do your murder. Or like a wife and a, and a father, right? Uh, yes. So we're, this kind of goes back to G's number one. David Finch is remaking that movie. Oh, there you go. I don't know if you knew that, G. I did know that. Uh, I actually been wanting to ask you how you felt about that i don't think any hitchcock film should be remade but at least it's in the hands of fincher someone good yeah yeah i don't it's it's all about i mean fincher knows how to direct so i don't even think there's going to be an issue there i don't think it's going to be as good but i think it might put i like the idea because i think it might put more line line in the original and that's a movie the hitchcock said really doesn't get as much love as it should and i'm here to, i've talked about hitchcock here for like five minutes already and i haven't even gotten into rear window rear window yeah which rear window is my favorite hitchcock film 100 percent certified on rotten tomatoes this guy has three films that are 100 percent certified on rotten tomatoes there you go and which i'm like yeah rotten tomatoes yeah and, excuse me it was psycho no window, it's north by window? northwest okay that was a great movie. rear window uh-huh. and rebecca rebecca and it, I mean, uh, with uh, Rear Window, have you seen Rear Window, Lou? I, I, I haven't seen. I've right. seen. I've only seen one of the three, which Re- is South by Southwest. So Rear North, North by Northwest. Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Butchered the fuck out South of that South by one. Southwest is the hip hop version <laughs> that's, of it. That's, that's the festival. <laughs> it's the sequel to Soul Plane. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great one. So, 
what I was saying with um with Fair Window, that movie takes place in one little uh, block. And it's like you have apartment complexes that are looking at each other. Everyone has windows open. Everyone you just see into everyone's life. And a murder takes place. No, a disappearance takes place. And we think, and there are people that think there it was a murder that the husband killed his wife. And you just see the detective work going on, trying to find out did he do it, trying to find evidence, things like that. And it was just the, the way he shot that through Jimmy Stewart's eyes. And oh, it was so good. I just, just don't want to spoil anything for you. You and probably. I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing my back research. <laughs> oh, I hate Disturbia. Disturbia is awful. I know you like it, you like it, but Disturbia is awful. I'm definitely, I'm definitely catching up on my Hitchcock. What do you think about North by Northwest? I liked it. You liked it? It was very bondage, bondage for me, yes. so I was right up my alley. Gee, have you seen that? I've seen it, yeah, I love it. Okay. And then the one that I'm, you know, I have, I'm going to get into right now that a lot of people look at as his best film, it's up there for me, is Vertigo. Vertigo solid. So, so good. It's Vertigo solid. Anything with him and Jimmy Stewart is great did you know also this was in my uh remake last week about uh the our remake list the man who knew too much is a hitchcock film it is a remake of his own film he literally remade his own film 22 <laughs> years later this, i could do this better <laughs> and he did i think it's a lot better his remake because i guess by then he was more polished so who are the three asshats that gave psycho a bad review i'm looking at it on rod tomatoes right now. three asshats <laughs> Sorry if you if we know any of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, forgive no. forgive me, but Pussy Posse, we have a new great title for a group. The three ass hats. I'm with G. I don't I think we talk about three of his movies being hundred percent. Psycho should be hundred percent. The should bird should be hundred oh, percent. I found one of them. He I, well, I won't mention their name because they just called him the ass hat. What did, that, <laughs> what did that toolbox say? But yeah, it says Psycho is not a long film, but it feels long, perhaps because the director dawdles over technical effects, perhaps because it, it's difficult, if not impossible, to care about any of the characters. Whoop! <laughs> just, just, I think he was talking about the remake. <laughs> oh, no. He reviewed the, the, he reviewed the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, wait, I found the other one. Oh, it's another ass. Oh, this is a really popular ass hat. Oh, oh. It's a popular ass hat. <laughs> well, at least the publication's popular. What did he say? Director Hitchcock bears down too heavily in this one, and the delicate illusion of reality necessary for a creak and shriek movie becomes instead a spectacle of stomach churning horror. Like I won't say who it is, but it's from Time Magazine. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Time Magazine? And the third asshat is lucky that I don't feel like hitting next to go find the <laughs> So the, the one thing with Psycho that I really loved is what he did. I think we've discussed this before on Psycho. If you weren't in the theater, you weren't when the movie started, you weren't allowed. Oh yeah, in. you couldn't come in, you couldn't come in late. <laughs> Hitchcock also bought every single copy of Psycho, so no one could read the book before the movie. If you hadn't read the book, you had no idea what was gonna happen. Wow. So you had no idea that this Marion Crane was about to get murdered. Spoiler alert. Um Okay, I would have loved if I had I mean, like if I hadn't read the book before uh, I would love to be in that theater thinking like, oh, this is the star of the movie. <laughs> like, would what? You, do you think that, I mean, because I think Vader's reveal as Luke's father's number one as the greatest shock moment in film history. Would that be number two, you think? Oh, her getting, yeah. Yeah. Because like, I remember the first time I saw it, like I had like lucky enough not to have much exposure to it growing up. So I didn't really know a lot of the plot points. And like, I thinking I'm watching like she's going to be the lead and. You know, we are following her for however long. Like, was it the first 
30, 40 minutes. And like that, I was completely like shocked when I watched it for the first time. And um, of course, Norman Bates and that is Anthony Perkins is fantastic. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that he got typecast because like he kind of couldn't escape that role for a while. But he's uh, so good, like still like one of my favorite performers ever. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, he's no he's no Vince Vaughn, but he did his thing. Sh- shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot say that. There, you know what's weird about the remake is that there are so many good actors in it though. Like Julian Moore is a good actress. I don't know what happened. Like William H Macy is a good actor. He was in it. Vince Vaughn is good when he you know tries. And Viggo Mortensen is a good actor too. Like there were a lot of good people in it. And then what? And it's funny you mentioned that Betty Bates Motel did a great job, and it's a you know. Because they didn't just copy Psycho. They, like, you know, and I'm kind of glad that, like, basically it wasn't until, like, the last season where they kind of made Bates Motel and Psycho kind of... Now watching the whole series, I love that it was basically a two-episode arc because the movie is an hour and 40 minutes. So a two-episode arc is actually perfect to tie in everything with Psycho. So, Um, Did you you hate Rihanna as Marion Crank? (laughs) I'm glad she didn't have a lot of lines. So she she was passable for me. Yeah, I mean, I thought she did it. I swear, though, well, the one moment that seemed like she just wasn't acting was when she was bashing the car. I felt like that yeah, was... Yeah, like I remember texting you right after that. I'm like, oh, this shit got really ratchet. I was like, that, that, was like, that is something she has done in real life. She's doing it way too well. She Absolutely. Did car at one she's, point. Uh, she's like, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> and then his, Hitchcock's last real masterpiece was The Birds. You were talking about I that. The birds. What I love about The Birds is that when it ends, it we don't ends. know, we don't know what ha- we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why are they so pissed? <laughs> like we don't know why. It's just, and that's the real horror that he puts into. You know what? You, yeah, that. right. You're right. You, you know don't even to know why. Yeah, that's you what, don't. Oh, good. So with Birdemic, I watched that. I watched Birdemic first. And when I saw that in Birdemic, like it's it literally a copy of Hitchcock's film, but hor- horribly, horribly done. And in Birdemic, it literally they just find birds and the birds just fly away. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So and when I watched the Hitchcock one, I was like makes it you know it's a little more well i think and what makes i've never seen that don't don't and i don't want to no but what the what works with the birds too is that final scene when they're walking out of the house and all the birds are surrounding them and surrounding the house and you're like and i i have a big (laughs) fear of birds i'm terrified of birds so the fact that they just were killing you and destroying you and they're like nah we're good I'm all right. They're, they're and, just always like the way he shoots them too. They're like always like lurking. Like, like Ugh. And you don't even know why. Like it's just so funny that you just don't know why they're so pissed. Like what's and, going on? And I mean, look, and I didn't even I talk about his direction. I didn't even talk about a lot of his shots. I mean, yeah. look yeah, at that. Yeah, look at that shot. Sh- that movie there. The shot in the shot in Psycho where he kills Marion when Norman kills Marion and that yeah. drain from the drain to her eye. And I'm like. That, Which just, they kind of effectively copied a little bit on the show. They did a little. Yes, nice I was actually. I was. Moment. I was telling uh, Jen about them. Like, all right, I kind of like that they use a lot of Hitchcock, Hitchcockian scenes with. Uh, was that um two episode arc with Cycle? Was that like the finale? Or, no, okay. no, no. They go. Like a, so you know how in the movie he goes to jail, yeah. or he goes to the asylum or whatever. Mm-hmm. They touch that, but then it goes beyond that. Oh, okay. So the finale definitely is gotta, gotta take, the finale take the is shooting. Um. I saying I could talk about Hitchcock for days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I told I told you, man. I love Hitchcock. Here's a good thing. Would you imagine like just the, your brain might explode in this one? But would you imagine if Hitchcock directed Halloween? No, you can't. No, no I can't. 
Uh, I don't think he would Hitchcock have. and Carpenter are completely different directors. I think. He, I, he, I, I think. Do it, you think it would have been worse if he did it? No, I'm sure it'll be a great movie. Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock really doesn't make anything bad, but I think I feel like the only one that will work for him will be the first Halloween, just because of the suspense aspect of it. Carpenter knew that music was important to that mm-hmm. movie. Hitchcock is doesn't. I mean, his music with Herm, Bernard Herman's scores on all his most of his films right. were fantastic, but Hitchcock wasn't about music. Okay. Carpenter knew that this movie needs music, and as great as Halloween is, the music makes that movie a masterpiece. G, are you with I've me on that? I've been watching Halloween too. It's like been on my Apple TV. Like, watch me. What Halloween too? It's good. So, I know. I just, uh... It's good. It's not great. It's more gory, but it's fine. I enjoy it. I think it's interesting that John Carpenter like had to be convinced by Deborah Hill to cast Jamie Lee Curtis. It worked out in the he, end. He was, he, was, he was looking in another direction, and she was like, uh, instantly thought of the psycho connection if they could get her. And he was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll see how she is. <laughs> and it worked out. And then finishing off on uh, finishing off on Hitchcock, I mean, he finished with Marnie, Torn Curtain, Topaz, Frenzy. I mean, he made over f- 50, 60 films, and he has and about- never won a fucking Oscar for directing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's when I call bullshit on the Oscars. Sometimes. He got an honorary Oscar, right? Yeah, a, a couple of months before he died, I believe, in 1980. He didn't even get to enjoy it that much. You know what? It, you, do you want to know what his um his speech was? No, what did he say? He just said thank you and walked off the stage. Uh, is so that basic. just as good as uh, when Marlon Brando won for The Godfather? Already had the Native American. Native American. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I, Marlon, I missed that yeah, one. Marlon Brando is such an interesting case study. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know how you could, like... I think, but, but is Marlon... T- I mean, whatever. You may think otherwise. I think Marlon Brando's the greatest actor of all time. Uh, when he was trying... He changed, back in the day, remember, he when ch- he start, remember when he started giving up? When he's like, in the island of Dr. Moreau? Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> and, Jen, Jen's, uh, like, shaking her head, like, no, absolutely not. Marlon Brando, he, Marlon Brando yeah. changed the way men act. It was a straightforward genre of, of acting until Marlon Brando, I believe. I remember there's a story I heard about Marlon Brando that um, he created, basically perfected. Me- he, Jen saying that he was a method actor. He was. I, I, yeah, I, would I think, think he, he perfected method acting. I think he's, to me, he's the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, we can debate that another time. My, but mom, a- my mom always goes off about Marlon Brando. She's like, I just don't know what happened to him because he was just so good looking. And then all of a sudden, it was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Shout like, out to Guy's' and mom for that one. There you go. Yeah, and she was like, and he just stayed ugh for the rest of his life. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a story about Marlon Brando I heard years ago that I always like thought it was fantastic. He was in film school at the time. Mm-hmm. And they... um. The, t- the teacher was telling all the students, all the acting students, to say, to act like you're in a an earthquake, and everyone's going crazy. And then, um, then they then the teacher says, "Well, act like you're a chicken in an earthquake," and everyone's going crazy. But Marlon Brando's just standing there. <laughs> and then the teacher's like, "Well, what are you? Why are you not acting? What are you doing?" And then Marlon responds, "Is I'm a chicken. What do I know? What's going on?" So that just shows, like, you know, what was up here. And at that time, where people weren't thinking like that as actors, I think for, just for little things like that, it, I put him as the greatest actor of all time. Well, remember how cool it was when, like, if you found out that he was going to be in the score? Like, I mean, I know that movie's not, like, great, but, it's, like, he was in the score with, like, Edward Norton and Robert De Niro. How is the score? I actually was going to ask you that. People. How is all the score? The movie's good. The movie's good enough. But, like, he... 
Like he literally, he looks like he's like sleepwalking through. Like he doesn't want to be there. And apparently, the director kind of hinted at that because he, and then like Martin Brando wanted like control over certain scenes, and he would like change the way scenes were written. And the director was like, "Uh, no, <laughs> I don't care who you are." And like you're past your prime because you're reading your lines off a fucking cue card. So yeah, it was bad towards the end. Did you life. see um uh his that movie that he was? This is when he started gaining weight, and he had the he basically was the god. He basically was Don Vito. He was Matthew Broderick. I forgot that. I can't remember what that oh, movie shit. was. It's in the eighties, I believe. I mean, he started slumming early. I mean, like remember when he like do you all the backstory about him being a Superman and like all the demands he wanted for that. Like he was a pretty. Uh, there was something up in his head. <laughs> I mean, he got a million dollars for a week or something. Yeah, a ridiculous amount of money, and he wanted control there too. Like, I mean, I guess when you're Marlon Brando, you can. At that time, you could do whatever you want. But yeah, uh, Hitchcock is my number one. I think he's the greatest director of all time. I mean, I think that's a lot of a lot of directors use his style. I mean, to to this day. You know, they call it Hitchcockian style for a Hitchcockian, reason. Yeah, yeah you so, know who I mean, gets compared to him a lot, and you're gonna get mad. well. I mean, you've heard this before, but I, when M Night Shyamalan started, he used to get the Hitchcock comparison a lot, and then he continued to make movies, and you saw that he wasn't. Yeah, and then, like you know, the Village happened, and the Village happened. did happen. I mean, I don't think I don't think the anyone Village is hot garbage. I can't believe how bad that movie is, and I was so mad because that's a decent idea there, but I hate the reveal at the end. The only good thing about the Village is Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't like Bryce Dallas Howard. I, yeah, you don't like her. You only want to like her because of Jurassic World. <laughs> and it's not her choice to run in heels. I think and it's she bullshit. Didn't write, <laughs> she didn't write the movie. It's not her fault. I actually, I, I guess I guess because I nitpick at little things like that, but the fact that, like, I, I blame Jen for this one, the fact that she's like, there's no way that woman would run in heels for four hours like that. How does she well, it's true, but, like, she didn't write it. So, you know, what <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll learn their lesson on the next one. Like, here's my thing, and I'm with Jen on this. All you got to do is take your goddamn heels off, which takes two seconds, and you jet. Well, to be fair, this happens a lot, like in horror movies. But I think it's gotten better, though. Like, horror movies, girls will always wear, like, their heels. Like, I mean, no one thinks to take off their shoes or wear something sensible. (laughs) Because they might get chased. Um... Before we finish, speaking of the horror, I, uh, G, you wrote a uh, review of one uh, this this horror film, little horror film that no one seems to have watched this week. <laughs> no one saw. <laughs> so I I saw it. Lou, do you have any idea what we're talking about? You're talking about it comes at night. Yes. Okay. So I it dropped it dropped fifty six percent this weekend. <sighs> Really? All, the way down, all the way down to number 10. It was in number 5 last week. What is all your opinion? Down. I don't care about critics' opinions. What, was it good or not? Well, we are critics. It is good, but I can, is good, no, but I can, I totally, I can totally I see why the casual moviegoer would be... Yeah, the casual... So I, I, I was with so Gaius know, on this. I mean, yeah. I know he liked it more. I would give it... G gave it a 4. I would be at more like a 3.5. Um, but there's not for casual moviegoers. They'll be Wait, like, you gave it a 4? Yeah, yeah, like, I, lo- I, lo- I loved like it. Four out four. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I thought it was good, but I mean, but uh, it's more of like a psychological. It's not like, and I, I kind of blame the way they marketed. They did market it as a. It looks like a little bit like a jump scare kind of movie, and it's not. When really. I saw the trailer, it reminded me a lot of Cabin Fever. No, nah, no worries. 
I'll do love Cabin Fever though. No, Cabin Fever was good. I'm just saying, no, no, like, I'm just saying it's not nowhere yeah, near it. The trailer. Just I know it's not. I thought, I thought I thought you were going down the route of like oh, I didn't like Cabin Fever. No, like, no Cabin Fever was great. I think um, it's more the movie's not about a monster. The movie's about paranoia, mm-hmm. about human right. paranoia, and what you will do in that moment that you think something's going on and maybe it isn't, but it's all about how you react to that particular moment. There are little. I mean, would you say there's little little jump scares? I guess there are a cu- there are a couple, and they are well done. The ones that are in there, I guess. Well the, and the reason I gave it three and a half because I hated those dream sequences. By the way, that's why I was a little oh, I was a little okay. bit annoyed with that. So but that, ch- I gotta check it out then. So I mean, if you I, you know what did you see the witch, uh, no, yeah, he said yeah, I said no. Okay, it's better than the witch. I think really, yeah, I like it more than the witch. The witch was. Good, well keep, made, but it was a bit boring. I keep, I keep wanting to watch The Witch, and then I watch the trailer, and that trailer was hot garbage. But oh, I actually <laughs> thought the trailer was I'm glad you're using hot garbage. <laughs> I know. Thanks, guys. So what are we sticking? We're sticking with hot garbage or straight trash? I, I like hot garbage. All right, better. we're going to go to hot garbage from now on. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, speaking so of hot garbage. Movies are like a good comparison for like critics love like The Witch, and they love The what, the Babadook, and they love It Follows, and, and they love It Comes at Night, and none of those movies made any money because like people that regular people that would go see them like just were like i don't they're not this is not that good i recommended and, and i agree with guys a lot on this i um i recommended the baba this is years ago i recommended uh the baba to a couple of co-workers and they saw it and they're like why did you recommend this to me this is boring and i'm like your face is boring man my daughter my daughter, like, daughter loves the baba it's so I, well made like i have my and a lot of my friends don't like it it follows at all they're like, they call it follows, it, and it's so Love good. It but like, there is this weird, like, you know, when Cabin Fever came out, it was reviewed well by a lot of people, mostly like horror people that really loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember when it came out, like, it, you know, regular people saw it and they were like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was gonna be." And then it's, just, it's the same with a lot of these horror movies that like, get embraced by like critics, and that's why I always get nervous. I'm like, "Oh, this is probably not gonna do well." Too many like prestige critics like it. That means that it's not gonna be for like the kid who's used to like PG-13 horror now like like the, the fact bye that bye something Bye Bye Man could open as much as it to as much as it did and like it comes at night like underperformed so bad like it's just sucks and that's for- why horror movies and the horror genre is where it's at because when you make a good one no one watches it and people want to watch mean, garbage unless you're like, James <laughs> unless you're James Wan and you make The Conjuring or Insidious right, or something I like mentioned that, that too. like you, sometimes you get lucky and you get a really good one that is like mainstream and like it's you know it, it does well and critics like it and Sometimes you get lucky in that regard. Has anybody here seen the the remake to Cabin Fever? No. They did. Re- I saw it. It's bad. Is it good? It's bad? So bad. Man. I, I felt did, like... You didn't need to remake it. Yeah, I don't I know why. Sci-fi. I felt like you didn't need a remake. I don't... I, I, I was like, why did they remake Cabin Fever? It's perfectly fine the way it is. I remember Cabin Fever 2 was so hot garbage. Is Cabin Fever oh, the movie back. with uh, Sean Hunter? With Sean Hunter. Yeah, yeah. writer's song. There is a scene in that movie called The Finger Bane Misfire, which I think is amazing. It's oh, when he thinks he's when he thinks he's like doing one thing and he's actually oh, just Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, his, his hand goes up pretty good. Going on her gaping wound instead. <laughs> it's so gross. That there's some that certain scenes in that movie just like, oh, like when she's in the bathtub and she's shaving her legs and then oh, oh yeah. The la- the last note before we go, a little bit of breaking news about um Spider the Spider Man about uh Spike Lee's doing a Spider Man movie? No man. Sony confirmed just confirmed today that uh the Spider Man spin offs will tie into the MCU. 
So it's not just going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So. And one. I can't wait till reviews come out for that. By the way, I'm nervous. Kind of. Nah, man. It's Marvel. You'll be fine. I know, but like, like, I will. Yeah, I hope I'm fine. I'm more nervous for Black Panther than I am for Spider-Man. I have no no worry about Black Panther. Black Panther looks so good. I'm talking about the reviews. Um, one thing I am worried about is, and I know we're two years away, and that's Star Wars Episode Nine. Why are you worried about it? Because Colin Trevorrow is hot garbage. So we were one, we're one year. Wait, away. He, direct, what, he directed a. He directed Jurassic, he directed Jurassic World. World. Which is hot garbage is fine. <laughs> it's fine, and then he just directed another movie called Book of Henry, which is raw, which got, destroyed. got like, destroyed by critics. And you know what? The trailer looked kind of good. I was like, this looks interesting. But then I was like, wait. I'm only seeing a trailer for this like a week or two before it comes out. So I think it's one of those where we got a movie that's just fine and then a movie that's straight garbage. And now we're we're supposed to give him the keys to the castle. The keys to the fucking <laughs> castle. And uh, I mean, we're gonna get retur- we're gonna get last um, last Jedi, which I'm sure will be great. And then we go to this. I they bet Disney better be on their you know on point with the with this. Yeah. So, but I want to point out too uh, some good news on the box office front that Wonder Woman only dropped thirty percent this weekend. Wow, what did it put? What did it take? Forty point seven million dollars. That's fantastic. And it has made two hundred seventy four million to date in the U.S. and it's approaching six hundred million worldwide. You see what happens when DC makes a good movie? But they're good. Like the, a thirty percent, even the drop it had in its second weekend it was forty three percent. That's it. Yeah, that's good for a comic book movie and. Way better than like the sixty-seven percent that Batman vs Superman dropped. I'm still gonna keep going because I still have not contributed to this fund. You still haven't seen Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen Wonder no. Woman. And the Mummy dropped fifty-six percent. So no, surprise, surprise, surprise. And but it's doing it's killing it overseas though. Like, well, we both talked up. about that. I might kill it overseas. Um, and kudos to you on your article about Tom Cruise this week. Excellent article. Oh, thank you. I feel bad. I want him back. I want actor Tom Cruise back. That's I just want him to start trying again. I've, he's clear now. Leave him alone. <laughs> he still, he still got some. He's only fifty four. Like he still had like ugh, some good you stuff. Know, he in still him. has a lot of years to go if he wants. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just like, very upset. I'm, I'm sit down and go like, I want to do the movie. We're talking about remakes, real quick. I have a quick question. Would you guys be? Would you guys be? Engine. Would you guys be opposed to a remake of in- Interview with the Vampire? Yes. <laughs> it's That's fine a good question. Like, it's de- fine the way it is. Really, like depending Perfect. on the cast. Perfect. It is perfect I the think way it is. Right now, we don't need it. Okay. Eventually, it might be remade. You know what other vampire thing I think might happen though? I'm. I, mean, I had mentioned this before. I'm really surprised that we've never gotten the remake of the Lost Boys, and I can totally see them casting like a bunch of hot young people who are like young and hot now, and like they would be like, "Oh yeah, this will sell really well to people." And I'm really surprised they haven't done it. I'm glad they haven't. It will not work. Because the CW ha- wanted to do a TV version of it, and they scrapped it for now. They're trying to redevelop it. But I really hope it just doesn't come together. The Lost Boys is it's perfect Perfectly. for the '80s. It's not. It's it's the horror Goonies if you really look at it. Yeah, but yeah, interview the event. I, I think it's perfect the way it is. I don't like. I can't see anyone doing it any better. I think they did a really great job, and I think the movie really doesn't need to be remade. Um, I mean, we might, we might end up with something like Queen Dance. <laughs> like they were they were perfect. What I would think. What I do think would be kind of interesting would be if they focus on um, 
Lestat and more of what Anne Rice touches upon in her other books. And maybe, so maybe not a remake, but maybe a sequel, but it has to be done well. Yeah, how many, how many books of, like, with that character are, is it, are she, there three I mean, or she's one of his, um, He's one of her main characters, so that's a good question, actually. Hmm. I like how she did not want Tom Cruise to be cast in that. Like, she was so against it when it happened. He was good and, in it, though. I thought he was and good. She, and she admitted to eating crow when she saw the movie because she was like, he was perfect. You know who I see as um, Armand, if they re- would, would redo it? Jared Leto, for some reason. Well, he is like a vampire. He has an age, so that'd be did you know um, Malloy, the Christian Slater character, was actually supposed to be played by River Phoenix before he died? I think Christian Slater did that just because he was friends with him. And uh, what a sad story with that, right? It's, yeah, like, he had a lot. Of potential. He had a lot of potential, more than his brother. I mean, Joaquin's good. No, Joaquin's very good. I think Joaquin's fantastic, but I'm just saying how good River was. As Jen looks up the the novels, but while she's looking. He has uh, about five novels. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind this. Evil. I just don't want them to remake it. It's fine the way it is. I, it's like, I haven't watched it in a while. I need to revisit it, but I used to love it. I used to watch it a lot. Awesome. So, coming this week, we have reviews of... Rough Night. Rough Night. <laughs> Rough Night. Oh, and 47 Meters Down, because I have it here. Somebody, somebody's going to do all eyes on me. That was you, buddy. <laughs> that, that was you me. wanted it. You got it. Uh, you play, you claimed it early. You too. claimed that nice and early. You got you claimed it as you claimed that a year ago. That's all like you got. Go looks like I gotta go to the theater. Yeah, let, you claimed it. I'll lend you my movie claimed. pass if you want. There you go. Um, <laughs> you might end up loving it. You're gonna give me like four reels. Now I have a challenge for you guys for next week. So the after next week, for Fourth of July, we're gonna do our summer blockbusters. Now, next week, here we go. I'll leave you. I'll let you guys decide, and we'll leave that. We'll leave this as a cliffhanger. Do you guys want to touch on top ten musicals, or you just want to throw La La Land in the mix? That's why <laughs> this has nothing to do with La La Land, and it's not. I don't, I don't even think I've seen ten musicals. <laughs> you haven't? You really? I don't think so. Oh, musicals are so great. Like movie, we're talking about yeah, movie, movie musicals. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Lou's gonna have like have rent. You, have, you, have you seen Hairspray? Uh, Jen no. told me to see it. I have not seen I it, though. Feel, I feel like you would like Hairspray. I'll check it. It's, it's I mean, if we're going to do this list, if we're going to do this list, I'll look into it. Yeah, it's a solid music. It's like, I think it gets, I mean, I know it made a lot of money, but I think it deserves a lot more credit than it probably gets. It's really fun, too. And the cast is really good. Or, I we, feel like or we could also touch on top 10 Transformer moments. What? I don't think I have 10. It's not even a five. It's <laughs> like the worst top 10. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Putting it, but for sure this week, we're definitely... Get, Top 10 times Megan Fox's look gorgeous. I can do that. How many times she's looked like a T-Rex on film? Yeah, I can count that, oh, too. Oh, no, no, no. She's hot. Yeah, oh, no. Transformers, <laughs> Transformers, Ninja Turtle, and Jennifer's body. It's like top three right there. Jennifer's body? You don't remember Jennifer's body? Jennifer's body? No. It's a Jennifer's horror body. movie. Jennifer's body, low-key, is pretty good. Stop. Uh, guys, <laughs> that's, that's a rich, guys. Oh, no. It's low-key pretty good. Nah. It's pretty good. Jennifer's body is that like the sorority movie or something? No, nah, she was like uh, fret- <laughs> I think she got killed in the beginning of the movie, and then she got like possessed by something. Oh, that's she- terrible. That sounds awful. And then she started like eating, eating, oh, bo- seducing, her, uh, and eating her, boys. Her and Amanda Seyfried like make out. <laughs> that too. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm still stuck on anything that's close to like 
wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I bought it. I still haven't seen it, though. Jennifer's body is, I'm saying again, low-key pretty good. Oh, I know Jennifer's body. Yeah, you you just showed me a pic. Yeah, I have never seen it. Look, he has no intention. He's like, nah. No, no, no intention whatsoever. Yeah, give her a chance. <laughs> give Jennifer a chance and her Make body. It, <laughs> I, she, was a, she was a perfectly fine April O'Neil. Yeah, I think she was. Oh, uh, that's a, that that movie last year was a guilty pleasure of mine. By the way, the first one, the second, the second one. one, the second one was. Good. Yeah, I thought this the first one. I thought was ass. The second one was. You just watched it's terrible, one. but it was just a guilty pleasure. So I had to see. I saw it with my buddy Chad because because uh, Stevens in it, Stephen Amell, and like they he wanted feedback. And Stephen I Amell actually, was terrible. I yeah, actually, I didn't like. I didn't like so him like, I avoided. Okay, so I avoided it because he's not gonna listen to this. So I uh, avoided any. Like part of the conversation that related to how he was, because I was like, "Oh yeah, the movie was fun," and then there was like, "Oh, like what did you think of him?" And I was like, "Yeah, he looked like he had fun. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like he had fun. He was just he just wasn't the Casey Jones that I like grew up with. No, not at all. No, definitely not. And and I actually don't blame him entirely. Like the part wasn't written well, so I mean, I don't think anyone could have done great with that part. But yeah, I actually like the I think I think I like the first one better than the second one. The first one, well, like the, the, second one the first one was Bebop better, but I like that they, I like that they put in more stuff from like the cartoon. Yep, stuff. like they had yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady, and then Crank at the end with yeah. and the Technodrome. So like they had a whole bunch of stuff from the and Tyler whatever, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler I mean, Perry. I mean, even yeah. though even yeah, and Tyler Perry. Even though the first <laughs> one had a lot of plot holes, I think, I think it was, for me it was. Better. Are you really discussing plot holes in Ninja Turtles? Oh, huge yeah, plot holes in the first are. one. All right, so you also are the one, or no, no, it's Dave that counts like the original ninja turtles is like a was a guilty pleasure it is a guilty pleasure it's not it's, a well it's not the it's greatest like movie well, ever made it's like well it's that like whole, that whole vanilla ice that's i don't give a shit no, that's, part, that's, part, that's two. part two that's the secret but of the like, use the secret of the, but the first one is so it's i mean ah, how do you explain murder bro how do you mean it's fine yo casey jones like nah man let's just <laughs> let's just use this well how are they supposed what were they supposed to do with the shredder he was arrest them <laughs> yes, in that outfit. That's that, yes. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Oh, yes. Batman would arrest him. Uh, and technically, Splinter murdered him. Or oh, wait, no, he didn't really murder Splinter him. Splinter didn't murder him. He <laughs> fell in a trash compactor. He would have been perfectly I fine. I forgot. I forgot. Fucking did, Casey, like, Casey Jones murdered Shredder. him. Shredder was like, oh, you can't just let that guy live. And yep. he did live. He was fine in the second one. Well, well that's another topic for another. T- Another time. So, <laughs> for this nice long Father's Day edition of Real Chronicles, How long do we go three hours, three hours and ten minutes. You're yes, welcome, sir. For Real Chronicles, I was able I... to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that little tidbit. <laughs> Gee, where are you heading out? We gotta let it, we gotta let the listeners where's know. The where, where, where's the mimosas at this? Where's the mimosas at this? Mimosas are happening at right now. I just got a Snapchat at Patrick Malloy's. That's where we're starting. There you go. Hey, you gonna... hey, Jared, can, can we like do something for next week? Can I, I'll bring the champagne. You guys, can we just have some mimosas in studio next week? I think we should do that. I'll bring it. <laughs> Dave's go. just going to drink orange juice. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Dave, yeah, Dave's just going to drink orange juice. Exactly. We'll put some, bubble, we'll put some Last, Sprite uh, in your uh, orange juice. Co- <laughs> Lou, you'd be proud. At my cousin's wedding this for, uh, two days ago, I double-fisted. Two, wow. Two pina coladas. Virgin. Virgin. I saw the hashtag. I, I first saw Devil Fisher, I was like, what the hell is Dave doing? Then I saw hashtag Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for this long edition of Real Chronicles, I'm David. This is Lou. Gaius. Jen. 
<laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Later. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real. Thank you.